This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. It's very apparent you're a better human being than I am, so it's fine. <laughs> it really depends on what your metric is. Uh, being a piece of shit and being an alcoholic. Uh, oh, then yes. Yeah. Yeah, if that's if that's what you base it on, then yeah, of course. <laughs> Just, uh, I have worked out, though, so don't, you know. If it's going to be based off of simple metrics like that, then yeah, I could see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Boy. Using a fucking blowtorch these days to get the party started? Whatever's close. <laughs> how did you, as long as it's made of fucking fire, it's gonna yeah. do the job. How did your uh sub, your short stint of sobriety go? I did the three days. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's it what we fine. talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Um it was less of a problem of my tolerance and more of a problem of uh the weed I had wasn't good. Oh, yeah. That'll get you. Yeah. It's not ideal. Where were so, you getting your um, weed from that it was bad? I prefer not to say. Fair enough. I, and then <laughs> like halfway through good that, point. I'm like, I shouldn't. Why ask? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> from the legal dispensaries in the state that I live in. Okay. No one knows Perfect. where you live, so we'll just leave it at that. Um, I don't think you actually listen to our show, which isn't a big deal, but I don't do an intro anymore, so we've just started. Oh, dope. Good move. It's it, And, and obviously, I'm taking from uh, Joe Rogan and, and you and just everyone else. There's just no need for a hard intro anymore. No, you can do it. You can do it in a post. Yeah. If but he doesn't. Yeah, but oh, I don't. Oh, um, I, I do them every episode. Yeah, you're a better yeah, you person do. than I am. Um. But also, that's how I get paid. Yeah, exactly. He, we have tried to wash away every single trace of professionalism that we possibly can. <laughs> We've been doing this for almost five years. Like, let's just still be yeah, happy to show up. I got, I got like 100 plus episodes of UMSO out. I got probably yeah. almost 150. Uh, how long have you been doing UMSO for? Almost two years. Yeah. Yeah, see, you clearly, like, we have a hundred. This is 183, and it is, it'll be five years in August. Yeah, I do one or two a week every week. Yeah. Like, I have not missed. And not only that, like, I've also never done, like, a like a live, like, a call-in. Like, all of the interviews, they've all Your been... They, houses you yeah, they're all been in person, yeah. Which makes this complicated, but... Yeah. But there's a couple people that it's easier to reach out to via that than, say, show up at their house. Right. And so I may end up doing a couple live like this. If I run out of episodes and we're still in quarantine, I will do a few. The big thing I think is you have to kind of send out instructions well ahead of time so they 
they know <sighs> what to do for a mic, what to do. Like, see, and that's, that's what I hate because it's just wireless. not as good as being in person. Well, of yeah, oh, no, but I, I just mean like the the hardware stuff of it. Like, hey, get your computer running like this. Plug it in to your like, router if you can. <laughs> right. Or, or something like this where it's like, this doesn't work on uh, on on anything but Chrome. Right. Yep. You know, your normal person would just be like, Mm-mm. yeah. Nope. So last like night, my mom would just burn her house down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the only solution. <laughs> uh, last night I helped uh, the midget and his wrestling guys like do a live stream with commentary oh. for a wrestling video. Yeah, uh, and it was that like, was the AEW thing you were doing. ACW, yeah, it was like fucking ACW. hurting cats because no one understood what to do. And I'm like, use Chrome and fucking refresh. And they're all loading in. They're like, no one can hear me. And I'm like, fucking refresh. They're like, why don't you guys fucking listen? Just, just do the things I'm telling you to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a like, goddamn professional. Goddamn. Yeah, my wife's like, no one can hear him. And I'm like, shut up, my God. I'm like, you and four other people are telling me the same goddamn thing. My like, oh, it's, it's, it's such a not. I'm aware. I know. I know. Someone texted me. <laughs> Thank you for this brilliant information. I am fucking aware. Yeah, Erica texted me. And she goes, and it was when a uh, friend of the show slash previous guest, Randy Fitzsimmons, was supposed to be in the video. She goes, we can't hear Randy. And I'm just like, I. No, I'm like oh, you are no. the sixth person to tell me. I'm like Holy I am shit. fucking working on this. Uh, I was watching some of that special that was on every fucking channel with uh, both Jimmy's and Stephen Colbert. The mm. the like big here's a bunch of people that are rich and pretty that want to tell you it's all going to be okay. And, uh, and like I, that I girl singing uh, Imagine. Imagine. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't mind that because you, know, you should. Pretty people are just as valid to to be able to tell me, hey, don't fuck around right now. Yeah, but just uh, because you're pretty and popular doesn't mean you have a valid opinion. Uh, He's got yeah, but I'm I'm fat and unpopular, and my well, opinion is shit. No, no, no. What what I'm saying is, it also doesn't cancel out you having a valid opinion, right? But absolutely. you definitely don't get a valid opinion just because people like you, right? I agree. All that aside, the special was. It was like all the major networks and then a bunch of sub networks and they replayed it later on. So it was everywhere. Um, and they, they had people like it started out with Paul McCartney singing <laughs> at, at, a, at an organ at his house. And I'm like, OK, Paul McCartney doing Lady Madonna. Not not a tremendous rendition. Now, Paul's old. He's, he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's still a beetle. Look, he's, he's a still fucking, a beetle. He's a fucking beetle. Yeah, but it was you just know how this, weird it is to be like that band I was in. Oh, the Beatles. Yeah, the the one. You know <laughs> that other job I had earlier in my life when I was <laughs> one of the stars of the Beatles. If you're trying to make people feel better about talking, you say, "Yeah, I was in Wings." Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Anything else? Well, way back when. Uh, but it was just kind of to me. It was just sort of you think Paul McCartney of all people, and then Elton John after, and and several others that they would have some sort of sound set up at their places no. for doing this kind of thing. And it was really not great. And, and no, it's cause it went through like four levels of management Yeah, to get to them. And like, it has to be so filtered by the point you get to that person just cause they don't have to do shit. Right. right. They're like, I'm going to record it on my phone. <laughs> that's yeah. just be clear. That's all I'm going to do. And it was a lot of that. It was a lot of stuff that I would already see on an Instagram post just done up to be on on ABC, CBS, and NBC. Right. And I, I 
again, I'm not mad at it. It, I'm, it was a very nice thing for people to do and, and get together and stuff. But it was just, I was surprised. I'm like, shit. You know, it took me a few years to get a, a halfway decent setup here. But it's a halfway decent setup. And I'm not a Beatle. Right. And I'm not a Beatle. Well, that's the advantage. You can be Paul McCartney and at this point can shit in a box and mark it guaranteed. Yeah, which I agree and, uh, with. People but are they, But then they had Chris Martin from Coldplay on. And, and I'm like, fuck you and your Coldplay. You know what? He's, man, I think it was Rogan recently was basically saying that like one day at the, like at the comedy store, he had come out of the green room, baked, getting ready to go on stage. And like Paul McCartney's there, and like ran into him in a small hallway. And he's like, huh. he's like, I just, I didn't know what to do. So I, I just looked at him and I was like, no fucking way, man. <laughs> and like walked off. And I just meant that, like, no way am I holding a conversation with one of the Beatles who came to see me do funny jokes on stage. Right. Like, life is very odd. Uh, and, that, and that's got to be a fucking trip. Like, when someone larger than you comes to see you do the one thing that you were supposed to do. Very odd. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's very strange. Like, a- anytime. Uh, anytime I interact with anyone, Matt, yourself included, uh, Dylan of the WWF, and he's like talking about shit, and it's like I'm, I'm a fucking guy, and why do you care about what I say? Like that's weird to me. I call you know, that taking your coverage. Most most people, and I, I've met, you know, both ends, like of a, a way higher fame level than let's say whatever pretend fame I have. Uh, or notoriety or whatever you would call it. No, no, I hear you. It's not fame, but you definitely like, whether it's Aubrey or, or, you know, I mean, a handful of people that are very, very well known. I've, I've been lucky enough to be friends with and they're all just regular folks. Like I don't, none of them are right. It's fucking space cadets (laughs) or, or act weird or do anything. Like they've all been just regular dudes. But do you think that that is kind of been diminished by the fact that the internet is now it makes it so readily available to just be to be in I do I, I do think that. I think I think that transparency's become a totally different thing with the fact that I mean, you can send a text to the rock. Like he he does have to be a little bit more human right and and available to people than than Jack Nicholson did at the prime of his career. Right. So Yeah, it's also you can't make offhanded jokes. You can't just relax and and let your guard down. At no, all I mean think about the online stuff, right? And think about like what a weird time, you know, that came and went would would have been like the like the Playboy Mansion in the era of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That this was this kind of private locale for a listers in the Hollywood Hills to have these parties where they could interact with each other like humans in a cool environment. And there weren't paparazzi there. Right. You know, or the only people there were the magazine, you know, and, and like this was a place that they could just be and not have to stress about it. And now there's not really that. I don't know if that's true. Like, I don't know if those, like if, if it is being hounded to that level. Um, I mean, I think a lot of the paparazzi that we see chasing that certain celebrity group, I mean, these people know where they're going to be because they got called. Right, right. Like they were notified that, hey, 
Kylie Jenner is coming in on this flight. Like the person who notifies them is from the family. Yes, but then you might be at a, at a place where a Kylie Jenner is at, and you're the one who wants to be left the fuck alone. Yeah, and you've got to deal with the fact that somebody else is like, "Oh, my my publicist is going to tell your person to come see us at this thing because I'm 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 hanging out with Clooney tonight, and right. I want everybody to see me with Clooney." Very strange like, world. What the fuck is going on? Like I thought we were just kicking it. Yeah, very very strange world for sure. So here we're gonna talk about. The greatest horror movie ever made. I mean, you picked. We it. already talked about Xanadu. No, my God, Damn Abba, <laughs> Schindler's List. Yeah, oh, God. it's not as funny as I expected. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was a weird Christmas tale with this list, and who's good? So I had I was trying to think of a good joke to be like, well, I watched the the first one, Twenty Eight Days, with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, right. Oh God, but yes. I feel like that joke is probably pretty overplayed at this point. So I just kind of like. I, it. I mean, the movie's been out a long time. I think you could really start bringing that back into the. Uh, so the, I, the sphere I honestly that you just heard somebody sphere. say that joke in the last week, and I don't think it was Matt. I, I think it no. was that popped up somewhere. Someone else equally unfunny. <laughs> Oh, you know, it's a bad joke. Well, that's why it's not. You should get a boot for it. Uh, Now, 28 weeks later, use a steamy pile. So and and, I had a pubic hair in my throat. So I forgot. (laughs) uh, I haven't seen 28 weeks later in a very, very long time, but I don't remember hating it. But I forgot how good 28 days later is. And oh, 28 creepy. days is the best. It's creepy how relevant 28 days later is Ooh, right now. Right? And now... So wait, are we watching this fucker or are we just talking about we it? We can watch <laughs> it. Whatever you want to do. I was going to ask you, but I knew you have probably have been busy. I can fucking turn it on. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you want to... I've got it playing. Cast and Fury of this bad mamma jamma. Yeah. I've uh, got it playing. Uh, yeah, I'll turn it on. I'm not I'm not scared. But uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I basically know what's going on. So you're the only one of the three of us that live in like a large city. Oh, well, and St. Louis doesn't really count. It's larger than where I, I live in a town. You're of still talking like three hundred thousand people. I even if I go to Appleton, Look, it's that ain't LA. Thousand. No, it's still, but you're seventy-five thousand compared. Yeah, to fair years. enough. Yeah. Um. So how is different? How is life different for you? I know you're still going to the gym and shit, and you work from home, so... Well, I own a... I have a gym. Right. Which someday I plan to... And I work from home. I plan to grunt loudly at that gym. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think that's welcome. <laughs> Just, um, you don't have a, a lunk alarm there? Oh, God, gross. <laughs> but yeah, it's... It's it's okay. Like, it's definitely... There's less traffic. People are not... A lot of stuff's closed, but most of the, like, the restaurants in the area we're in are still doing takeout. Yeah. Um, parks and stuff like that are still still getting used. Now they've closed. It's weird because they closed like camping campgrounds, which I, I don't understand. They started doing that here too, which doesn't make any sense to me. I'll just go somewhere that I don't need a campsite. Right. Where uh, um, did you start the movie? Yeah. How far in are you? Ballpark. Two minutes. Okay. Let's just skip that. Uh... There's a splayed open monkey on a table. Okay, I'm just going to two ten. Um, right, yeah, yeah it, it it's it's different, but my lifestyle the the weirdest thing about my life right now is that I'm not traveling. How are you handling that? I don't care for it, and that's one thing I've always wondered. And as your friend, been mildly concerned about because I know how much you enjoy not being at home. 
Yeah. And um, it's fucking weird. Like, I haven't gone south of Oshkosh since March 17th. And I normally go to Milwaukee, Madison once a week. Right. For me, it's it's not the necessarily the, like, I'm not traveling that bums me. It's far more the, uh, I don't like routine. Which is, and so, it, do, so I'm, I'm in routine completely. Did you, I just got an email from Fat and Weird Cookie. That's odd. Nice. Me too. <laughs> um, were either of your parents like very strictly routine when you were a child? No. Oh, see, my dad is like, by the book, like, I get up at this time, I do this, then I do oh, this. My dad was like that, but it was never one of those things that was really, like, harshed upon. Mm. Yeah, he never really ragged on me for it. I just, I always thought it was very strange, and I'm like, I don't want to become like that. I don't want to be so strict in a routine that it starts to, like, dictate how I handle my life. And um, I've totally turned into somewhat of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there there's benefit to it. There really is, and I right? Like, like I don't, I don't like sleeping in. So, I mean, I'm normally awake anyway. By, I think I was up this morning like at five thirty. So usually by the time I wake up, like if I have that first kind of wake up and roll over and see that it's five, yeah, I'm getting up. What time are you go to bed? Like nine ish. At best, yeah. <laughs> like like at the latest between nine and ten. And I've always tried to do that. I've. I mean, on occasion, like when we play bar shows, I'm up till four. Yeah, see, and I, I live that life too. Like it was, I wasn't a morning person when I was still bouncing at strip club, and I was, oh, you know, working. The, the problem is, is I'm a morning person. In addition to playing, you know, getting home at four in the morning. So when I get right. home at four in the morning, I'm up at seven. So last night we did all that shit, and I stayed up because I fucking was awake till eleven, whatever. So I went to bed at like twelve thirty, and I was up at seven. And I'm like, I, I just I can't sleep in, and it sucks. But no, I can't sleep in at all. That's I'm definitely with you. That like I know at some point if I'm gonna have a couple late nights, that I, I fully need to be prepared for. Like I need an actual good, like I need to go to bed early another night to make up for it because I'm never going to sleep in. Yeah. I always have to steal sleep on the front end. Which I've always heard that you can't, uh, you can't catch up on the sleep you've lost, but I, I think that's horseshit. I, I mean, look at what our special forces dudes do. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. they'll go two or three days without sleeping in a really high stress environment and then they crash for 30 hours. Yeah, I, and that's me every weekend is I, I hit the weekend and I go from getting to bed at around 10 o'clock to getting to bed at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And What are you doing? Why are, why are we awake? I hate my life. It's just, <laughs> Jesus. I, I don't know. It, 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 I, my, my body would naturally rather be awake at night, but I know that I have to work and function in the morning. So I get up at 5 o'clock every morning, get ready, go be at work at 8 o'clock, get through my day, come home, go to bed at 10. Friday hits, my brain is like, fuck you, I'm not going to bed. I don't have to. And so Still a school night. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's 5 a.m. and I'm like, maybe I should go crawl into bed now. And I do, and then Aaron wakes up at eight, which is her normal time of just like deciding to do some of the day. And so I get up with her. And if I'm lucky, I'll take a nap somewhere with the cat in the day. But lately I haven't even been doing that. So it's just kind of hmm. fucked. But then Sunday night. I know ten o'clock. I got to be in bed again. So, how are you handling? Do you do you work mostly from home, or do you you actually go to a place? I go to a place normally. I have been working from home. We've been switching up because there's enough of us in our building to have uh, some techs work in the building and some techs work at home. 
And okay. last week is the first week that I actually got to work home the whole week. And I'm going to be working from home again this week. Ah, nice. I, I may push because I was in there for three weeks because they suddenly got a new guy for me to train um, and said, oh, yeah, you're going to train this guy for a week. And so I'm like, all right, well, I've just been here for a week. I'll train the guy and then I'll go take a couple weeks off. And like, oh, no, you're going to train him for two weeks. So it's like, yeah. fine. Everyone else gets to work from home. I would like to work from home. And then I worked from home and had an anxiety attack on Wednesday or Tuesday and had to take Wednesday off because I just my Jesus. brain freaked out. Yeah, that, <clears throat> it's weird. And and like I definitely feel for like I've, I've done the work from home thing for 10 years. So like I'm used to yeah. maintaining my own schedule and kind of staying productive when me on it. There's never going to be a person in my life that calls to be like, hey, did you get this done? It'll never happen. <laughs> it's only right, me. Right. Uh, and, and so like, I've, I've just done it long enough now that I don't think much of it. And I like, I'm not productive in, in work ways in the evening. And that just got cut into me with the 10 years of doing outside sales and like petrochemical was, you know, the time I start making phone calls was typically around six because like customers, Meetings were, if I was going to have a meeting that day, they're about 10 or 11 for lunch. And then no one wants to talk to me after 2 p.m. Right. Unless business dinners, anything like that ever happened? Very, very rarely. Sometimes on the road. Like if I went yeah. to places, I'd have a business dinner. But those were typically like, we're going to meet at 5. Yeah. You know, there were occasionally some late nights that you stay up entertaining you know, customers, whether if we, especially if we went to like a camp. And, and hunted or something like that. Um, but but you do most events part, and your events, I, I yeah. would imagine are not normal hours. No, but it's, it's like one day or two days. Like, yeah. You gut it out. And even, even events, like if I'm on my feet all day, like at a trade show doing that type of thing, like we're usually out of there by six and then it's people at the Arnold and shit like that. You get a ton of invites and it's like, Hey, we're going to be here and meet up for dinner with a big group of people or, um, you know, we're going out like I don't fucking go and do anything. I'm trashed. But by the time I'm off the floor and I've, you know, shook a bunch of hands and I've been on for 10 hours. Yeah. That like, man, I just want a quiet room. So is that yeah, the that reason that you had kind of cut back the amount of time you were supposed to be readily available at the Arnold this year before everything? <laughs> well, it's what we put on the list, but like I was going to be at the booth the whole time. Oh, okay. You just advertise it in a certain way so that people know when to show up. Yeah. yeah. So we're, you know, experimenting with at least giving people a win if they wanted to come meet whoever. Yeah. When they could. I was bummed. I believe you had bubbles on the list, right? Yeah. Bubbles there. I was fucking super bummed. I would have, liked oh, to bubbles meet the best. Him, but I'm still hoping that all that remains comes to town in July. Yeah. Fucking cross. And I can meet him there, but we'll see. All right, so 28 days later. One of the things that's very important about this movie for me is so he, he's woke up out of this coma that he got in from a bicycle accident. Yeah. So from jump, he is just reacting. It, we we missed the gratuitous dick scene, too. There's a lot of his hog in it. Yeah. It's a little blurry. It's not the most high-def camera. I was still really shocked that a 2003 movie had so much hog in it. That's well, he's rod. British. I assume yeah, it's blurry it's, naturally. It's true. They have blurry dicks with that <laughs> turtleneck sweater they're wearing. It, it's the it's the hog fog. Yeah, that unclipped hog he's walking around with. 
But imagine like waking up and just no one's around and you have no fucking no. going on. See, see, that's the thing, right? And like that's what's great about this is right. That's what we're watching is is he has just woke up and has no fucking concept of what has happened here. Right. And so not only that, you know, back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? These kids died because of their doing. Right. Right. They they broke into a house. Yep. <laughs> like that's breaking and entering. That's, it's a great story not- about protecting property rights in Texas. <laughs> and like, so I, I'm not rooting for any of those kids to win. Guy, <laughs> I, I want Leatherface to win. Whereas in this film, he hasn't caused any of the problems that he's dealing with. I don't do well with a horror film if the protagonist is, is the one that I see causing their own problems. Well, it, it calls back to, is the protagonist the, the victims or the killer? Depends on the film. Right, exactly. You know, a lot of times there's a final girl to give you somebody to root for. But yeah. when you get to franchises, you're almost always rooting for the Jason, the Freddy, the sure. Chucky, or whatever. Yeah, because everybody else is interchangeable. Yeah. But zombie movies, you don't really root for the zombie. The horde. Yeah. So Timeline-wise, <clears throat> 28 Days Later versus Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, which I think came right after this. Okay. We we had a really good run of zombie movies. Yeah, because we go Shit, from this yeah. and we get Shaun of the Dead in there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but what I was surprised at was I haven't watched this since about the time that it came out on DVD. I was surprised how much the Walking Dead's opening ripped off from this. Oh, Just yeah, it's exactly the same with the hospital. The hospital. Yeah, exactly. And, and the wandering around and trying to figure stuff out, except uh, Rick meets a, a dude and his kid and then yeah, takes off. You know, but I don't. I don't have a problem with it being similar because, like, I'm okay with that origin story into the problem. Right. Now, another odd thing and about zombie movies, there's not a lot of zombie movies that 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 also seem to exist in a universe that zombie movies exist in. Right. It's as if this is a complete foreign fucking concept that the dead have come back to life and we have no idea how to kill them. Right. But the way to kill them is almost always the it's same, always the same. thing. Yeah. yeah, they're zombies. And not only that, they rarely ever call them zombies. Right. No. They're walkers or they're fucking. Ugh. And this yeah. one of the zombie genre, which isn't this. This is more of a infection movie. Yes. And they don't call them zombies. If I remember correctly, they call them the infected. No. Yeah. Well, because they are right. They're infected with rage. Right. Um. Which it's basically the same thing, except they die. Mm-hmm. Zombies zombies don't have an ex- expiration date. But so, these they are, they do seem kind of long lived, because they're talking about how long it takes to starve one to death. Well, that's yeah, twenty eight days. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So that's that concept, which is about what it would take. Now, I think if we started really factoring in dehydration and stuff like that, like I think the lack of water would probably get to you first, like mm-hmm. probably in less than a week. But let's theoretically say it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, it's kind of cold in, in the UK, so you may be okay. Can be. So, uh, Beat is asking, he's curious if, well, I shouldn't say he's curious. He said 28 Days Later introduced fast zombies. Don't recall seeing them before this. I don't remember fast zombies before this because I think we just, as you just said, the 20, or uh, excuse me, the Dawn of the Dead. It's, it, yeah, it's this and Dawn of the Dead. Right. Yeah. 
And, and but that I, was the other time I remember Fast Zombies. Right. Um, there is I, one before that. With uh, Fast Zombies. Yeah, with Fast Zombies. It, certainly they're more animated in uh, Return of the Living Dead movies because they're more comedic in that. Yeah. But I, I do think there was something where the first va- Fast Zombies came out quite a while and hadn't been used in a long time. I'm trying to look okay. it up right now. Man, that just every scene that he's walking around and deals with, like this church that, of course, oh, fuck. of course, that's what it would be like. Everyone in this type of pandemic would have poured into a place like that, which yep. is, again, man. I mean, they're saying Night of the Living Dead uh, first uh, fast zombies were actually in that movie by Romero. Yeah, but not hordes like yeah, every that, zombie was and not a World War Z type of zombie, which no. which is dog shit as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not a fan. No, I mean, the book was so good. I agree. You know what's better than the book? The audio book. Oh, ooh. dude, the audio book is, is incredible. Is it really? Um, it's well worth uh, just giving a listen, especially like driving around or whatever, because oh, because they so they do it all. Right um, all the narrations done with voice acting. Oh, shit. So it's like the guy is sitting down, sitting down to do those interviews with these people. Yeah. And so each each character is it's a different actor. So like um, one of the stories that gets told in World War Z is uh, the guy who's the bodyguard and ends up going to this like Malibu big mansion and trying to hold the thing off. But they're throwing like a big kind of celebrity party. And something breaks in. And so the spread happens. And like people are getting torn apart. And so this bodyguard essentially just gets out of the house and like grabs a surfboard and gets out into the water and gets, gets away. Like that guy's whole story is narrated by Henry Rollins. Oh shit. Yeah. So like Henry Rollins narrates, uh, Alan Alda, uh, does another one. Man, it's, it's such a good listen. Like that companion piece for the book is, is really gnarly. And that's that's Mel Brooks's son, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Max, yeah. but he also did the Zombie Survival Guide book. Yeah, that's a good fucking book. It was very entertaining. Yeah. Um. But they they took. I really thought that World War Z would have made a much better series. Like they should have done, you know, three seasons or whatever of world wars, you know, world wars, the book and do it as those different chapters, almost like a black mirror episode, you know, everything's kind of self-contained, but instead they did a big CG jerk off fest with Brad Pitt. Ugh. I'm not mad at Brad Pitt, but for fuck's sake, I'm not mad at Brad Pitt either, but I feel like when you put Brad Pitt in a movie like that, you're ultimately saying like, this probably isn't going to be very good. So we brought Brad Pitt. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard to hate on Brad Pitt. He's very entertaining in film. Plus, he's great looking. I completely agree. I don't think he had he did nothing wrong. He did what he was paid to do. Infinitely watchable. Yep. Yep. I mean, even Once Upon a Time in Mexico, he's great. Mm-hmm. Not Once Upon a Time in Mexico. No, that, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Johnny Depp. <laughs> yes. Also, very weird with that series, like with um the. Desperado and yeah, El Mariachi Desperado, El Mariachi. and then uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico is a very strange uh, trilogy. Yeah, 
Yeah, it kind of <laughs> takes off into weird directions. Uh, each, yeah. Each changeover. Yeah, very, very much. The internet seems it, to tell me that Dead Alive had fast zombies, but I don't remember that. I just remember a lawnmower. Yeah, but Dead Alive, well, Dead Alive was so campy. Like there was no real story to Dead Alive as much as it was just a gore fest. Yep. Um. Again, back to like this movie and why it's the best. Yeah. Is like man, he is just make and he makes good decisions. Like he doesn't make any obviously shit decisions of like, hey, don't go down there or this and that. And like his his transformation through the show too is definitely this like what Nietzsche esque like kind of stare into the abyss thing, right? That like you know, be weary if you're going to fight monsters unless you plan to become one yourself. And he does. He does make good decisions, but aren't a lot of his decisions kind of dictated by the person? The people that he meets initially, like Selena, is is a big part of why why he, he stays alive, be, why he stays alive, and and teaches him the ins and outs of things. And herself is the biggest badass of all. Oh yeah, yeah, she's nuts, right? She just I mean, doesn't hold back. Like I see that he got bit. He's trying to lie to me, and she just takes the dude out, even though that that was her friend and companion through yep. this. Like no hesitation at all. She's amazing, and I feel like. If he had been anything less than that, then we would not be able to root for him in this movie. Right. Um, yes and no. I, I still think Killian Murphy's portrayal of this carrier without Selena. Selena definitely provides this bit of like almost superhero-ness of like, okay, here's how he gets to survive and and, and ramp up his learning curve. Mm-hmm. Is they, you know, provided that character. But I mean, he's not a dummy. No. And, and and seems to be, he's not arguing with them of like, nothing you're saying is true. He's just like, okay. Right. Like he's gotten enough so far in, in whatever amount of minutes we're talking about. In 20 minutes, he has fully shifted gears to this is the reality that I'm currently dealing with. How do I not get dead? Which He does have the breaks though of like, hey, I want to check on my parents. Even though it's, pretty obvious from the the whole situation that they're dead and they tell him they're dead they yeah, they, yeah dead. they're dead but it, they give him the opportunity to go see them anyways to figure that out well i mean they also figure they're getting out of a city center they're going to get into a neighborhood it's you know it's a fort essentially and maybe there's some supplies right yeah a lot of this is is a survival movie and it's not a lot of it isn't even about the the rage people it's it which is no good. of course because you can't have a back and forth with those things you can just have the Correct. i'm in danger do we get away or not i'm in no, danger how many of us die that kind of thing yeah it's it's always back to the the humans that are left i mean and the, and the walking dead's the same way all the zombies are in that idea is the common enemy right right and 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 setting out the true nature of people like the, yeah. the basis harshest nature of I will do what I have to do to survive or I will do what I have to do to make sure everybody survives and, and the factions between those, those different ideals. And, and this is, it gets to that, but it starts out with people that you feel a connection to that you feel a trust with. Yep. I, 
so <clears throat> I guess during the downtime in the movie, if either of you woke up in this situation, what the fuck would you do? If you woke up in a hospital bed and no one was around, what would you do? I'm so bummed. <laughs> so bummed out. Like, I'm definitely going to have a minute of like, huh. I'd probably max paint it there for a second and figure out where the drugs are kept in said hospital. Ooh. And I'm definitely going to leave with some Ooh, yeah. if there's any left. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, just as a, I got them. Uh, what would I take? Everything uh, I would, yeah, mostly probably mostly pain meds and Valium. I would take a piece of bread <laughs> and put all the pain pills on it, and then just eat it. They don't eat well, you know that, right? Like, no, I, not at all. But if it's they, a way better move to crush them under a rocks glass and then dump them into the glass. Whatever. I just need to get them into my system. Yes, with whiskey. <laughs> I, if what if you can get whiskey? That's a that's a move. Um, Daniel Craig does in a layer cake. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Which is another great movie. That is a great movie. It's a wildly entertaining film. Oh yeah. Plus it's all the cockney slang and like English gangsters and talking shit and like. <sighs> I've Brutal. never seen it. Really? Yeah. That's a damn fine film, man. Dude, layer cake's so much fun. I spent a it lot is. of time watching pornography. Dude. And layer cake. Oh man, there's there's this awesome scene in a diner and, and this like 80s music montage that plays over it is so strong. That it, it it's a it's a damn fine film. I would I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I put it up there with Snatch and Lockstock. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Lockstock. If you've enjoyed those, you would really like Layer Cake. And it's, it's one of those that's weird too because I can't I haven't seen anything else terribly interesting that director's done. Right. No, it was it was a very special one of a kind sort of movie in that in that genre that just disappeared after that. Right. But that uh, that genre of music movies is is great fun too. Yeah. <clears throat> it's built around characters. It's 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 a British goodfellas except for me just way more entertaining because it's not just people taking deep dives into the worst parts of their souls. It's no, it's like they got a pretty solid plan. A lot of the time, it's just the execution always goes to shit. Oh man. And like, like man, snatch is so good. Lockstock's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just buffoonery and bad criminals. Yep. Um, Lockstock man, snatch is so good. Brad Pitt's character is, Great, and Statham does a hell of a job. But fuck, lock stock with you know, Bullet Tooth Tony and and um well he's more in Snatch, but like that character plus uh We got Vinny Jones in there. Yeah, Vinny Jones and then you've got the the old guy that runs the like sex shop. Yeah. Who oh, I can't remember what they what his character's name is. But, uh, I, I get a little confused because I see I keep going back to Doc in Boondock Saints. No, it's, it's it's a he's a he's a bigger dude, with right? A, like a big mustache, and and I guess he beat some guy to death in like a very short clip using this big rack, black rubber dick. Um, apparently, so one of the guys I threw with in the Highland Games, Scott, I think from what I understand, is the guy who played. Uh, that character. God damn, what's that character's name, Matt? I need it. 
What? I, I'm sorry. I, I was sidetracked. What are we looking for? Snatch. snatch. Not snatch. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels characters. Lock, stock, smoking barrels. Ooh. I have a question for you when after we answer this. Fair. Uh, who am I looking at? Um, old white guy. Do you have a name? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Hatchet Harry. Hatchet Harry. Hatchet Harry, P.H. Moriarty. Yeah, okay. Hatchet Harry. So, Scott's wife's like cousin's uncle apparently is that guy. And uh, said they had some was, you know, had crossed paths with him a couple times at family things. Said, you know, nice guy, big, big fella. Yeah. And uh, he said they were doing something at some wedding or some party or rehearsal dinner. And, and both of them had ended up in the pisser together. And some real drunk guy, some fucking kid, you know, just stumbled away from the urinal. Or something like, or, or scoffed about something with them being in the bathroom and like both urinals being taken up. And I guess he was so annoyed by it that like he turns around, you know, and he's standing mid chest higher than this fucking kid and like gets kind of over him and looks down like Lyndon B. Johnson's him. And he and basically he's like, You're the most fucking busy. Like just switches into that like heavy character. He's like, You're the busiest man in all the fucking London. You can't wait to take a piss. And he's like, You fucking stop me again. You know, something like that, and like just kind of loosely threatens him. And this kid is just, he's Scott said, he's just pissing. He's just totally uncomfortable. My uncle had a friend who would get a certain level of drunk at the bar and then always launch into Bluto's speech from <laughs> Animal House. Mm-hmm. Was it over when they bombed Pearl Harbor? Fuck no. And <laughs> just like do the whole thing verbatim. It's a great speech. It is a great speech. So oh, uh, nothing quiets I, a down bar more than that. I watched. No. I watched Fast Six. Did you? Because I decided that I think I need to watch them before we watch them, so that I don't. Oh, shit. is it with the tank on the bridge? Yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, Shaw's not played by Jason Statham in this movie. Shaw. No, it's his brother's character. It's his brother first. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was a different Statham Shaw. comes in at the end yeah, of uh, Statham's brother. Okay, or okay. Something. I just remember hearing the name Sean being like, that's not fucking Statham. No, it's his brother, and his brother was like brainwashed or something. Uh, whatever. I didn't really watch it for any sort of substance. I saw shit blow up and realized, yeah, like, I, I know what's going on now. How was that tank scene? Oh, it's so goddamn good. Dude, they just <laughs> fuck off the physics. <laughs> just who gives a shit? Just so fuck off the physics. The tank flips, launches Vin Diesel into the air. He catches Michelle Rodriguez over a crevasse of interstate. Yeah. And then lands on the hood of another car, all doing what I have to gather is 100 million miles an hour. And this movie has a 91% on IMDb. Because <laughs> it's fucking, amazing. It's so good. <laughs> so does the Avengers. It's just as fucking dumb. Uh, I can't wait for Fast 11 when you and I are in it. <sighs> I'm going to call what Avengers, as many What as Avengers many. does is that it explains to you that magic is real. Mm. Avengers gives you the, the, the conceit that magic is real, super science is real, all this stuff, and that's why it's okay. Fast and Furious never does that. The only thing that's making this shit happen is the magic of family. That, that is really the, the heart of it all. It's like, I can do any fucking thing I need to if, if my fucking family's in danger. Also, that's the movies. All of them. 
if one of your family members is executed by, say, another character, it's okay to befriend him and call him family two, two shows later. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all kind of circumstantial. But if family is so important to Vin Diesel, which it seems to be the number one thing we've spoke about, why haven't we met his brother until Fast and the Furious 9? Yeah. His secret agent race car driving <laughs> spy brother that we never got talked to. His brother, does his brother work for a government agency? Because it seems like it. But now so does Vin Diesel. Just, you're spending too much time trying oh, to understand so what's good. happening. Uh, Beat says uh, Dom would wreck Thanos with a wrench in 20 seconds. Get out of here, dude. He'd he go, he go for the head. He would. He would have to. You're not going to miss that giant purple dome. So I think the difference is, is that movies like Fast and the Furious and the movies like uh, Avengers, it's just one you say are superpowers and one you say are magic. They're the same goddamn thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, they never they never say they're supposed to be humans. They're supposed to be they're supposed to be street racers. Yeah, but we waved bye bye to that, that a become, long right, time. That become ago. aerial Avengers. That's exactly what I mean. Is that I'm, I'm, at some I'm, point I'm it also shifted. with you? At yeah. some point, we went from stealing DVDs with Honda Civics, yes, to being the world's greatest covert operatives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only so from on the job training. We've never seen these people practice once. <laughs> oh man, they're just naturally gifted at it. What can you know? It's not their fault. You can hear all the great insights on Cast and the Furious. But you should. Yeah. You absolutely yeah. should. I'm so sorry my chair is this loud. Is it killing everyone else? I don't give a shit about no, anything okay. right now. Okay, good. <laughs> Professionalism. Uh, I didn't even know it was your chair. I just assumed Bonnie was making some sort of... It's story. just my body. <laughs> You're not that far well, off, I said man. Bonnie, but it could be your body. It could also be my body. Where are you guys in the movie right now? Um, Fucking they're climbing the shopping carts in the apartment building. Uh, okay. They're in the loosely stairway. 32 minutes in. Yeah, give or take. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. I think I might be just a smidge ahead of you, but no one ever watches the movie. The movies with us. I've learned that in Cast and the Furious very quickly. People <laughs> just want to hear Matt talk about Matt stuff. Right. What? Yeah. The, it's Matt's it's like this show. Stuff. The the movies are a jumping off point, and then at some point we'll talk about Taco Bell. And, it's likely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My addiction to cookies lately. God damn it. It's the reason I have to do all this exercise. It's to justify cookies. Yeah, I, I like how last week you are like, I have a toothache, and then I see you eating fucking cookies. <laughs> like, maybe you shouldn't eat cookies, man. Well, the tooth, the tooth gave way, so we're good. <laughs> you can blend cookies and then just suck them through a straw and they I never f- touch your teeth. I, I definitely had a part of a, a molar disappear. It doesn't hurt anymore, so... Ride that out until it can't Corona's if up. If it's gone, yeah, right. But there's also not like some shitty exposed nerve that seems like a problem. That is Ooh, what I well, would worry yeah. about. Yeah, so, yeah, nothing hurts to eat. Well, that's that's about, good. That, yeah, yeah that's last good. week it was not so cool, and then that was not not a problem. So, okay. I'll get it fixed at some point after we get out of the old Corona times. And that's the thing. Like, I'm starting to worry about what I'm going to do with my hair. Uh, I've already asked my wife if she, if she could cut it if needed. I talked about shaving my head earlier. Um, I should I should not shave my head. I would instantly regret that. 
Uh, that's my fear is that I'm going to like do something stupid in my hair and then instantly everything's going to clear up two days later. We're all going to go back to the real world and I'm going to have to live with that shit. Yep. Yeah, I don't grow back. Well, and I think there's going to be a lot of hats in the new society. Yeah, that's I'm definitely not trimming or cutting my hair until all this is over. And I was I, I kind of was curious in like a weird way about that because I know you're a yep. man who likes to stay very trimmed. Yeah, I try to keep her clean as, as a, man, a man of influence. Your, your hair's not that bad. It's not like mine. No, no, but it started out at like skin. Look at fucking look at this. I'm just imagine yeah, dealing with that's this. Mobby. Oh, you're yeah. killing it back there. It's getting, it's getting pretty bad. Uh, I just wear it like this all the time. It's I just, a real cool just look. yeah, I just assume I'm gonna have a man bun by the time we get out of this. That's what I've been Oof. doing. Like I I didn't work in the office for the last week, so I would wash my hair, uh, over condition it. Uh, one day I didn't even wash it; I just conditioned it. And then put it up in a bun, and, and like I haven't combed my hair in a week up nice. until today because it won't look nice for you guys. Hell and yeah. then uh, I haven't shaved in about two weeks. I took a shower today. Yeah, I've showered shower. every day, but I also training every day, so I'm disgusting. Uh, today was the first day I think in probably like a week and a half I haven't worked out. Must hmm. uh, count this. Got a boy. I had to go shopping. You know, you can do both, right? Like, I ride the trainer here with a joint in front of me. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, most most times I work out around lunchtime and then drink. It's just Sundays we've been doing, like, FaceTime video calls with a buddy of mine whose son is my godson. So I just... <coughs> <coughs> oh, my God, I almost drowned. <laughs> what happened? Why did my body revolt against me? That was... Holy shit, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I shot it right out of my nose. Use a hat to clean your face off. Um, oh god, that was incredible. Yeah, no. Today we did social, some sort of social interaction through the internet uh, earlier than I could also lift because I just didn't have any motivation this morning, so I took today off. Nice. Yeah, I take days off. Oh, for sure, and and it's been nice here. I know Corey and I live much northern than you, but uh, I've been able to work out outside and not freeze my fucking dick off. What is the regular temperature where you where your dicks are? Right now? Yeah. 50, 55, 50s? Oh, nice. It's like 70 today. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. it snowed like a couple days ago here. Yeah, oh, Thursday shit. we had a, a full on several inches of snow. Uh, it was in the high 30s, low 40s. And then 24 hours later, every inch of that snow was gone. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, we're basically just still getting the last dying vibes of winter. Yep. Yeah, it was 60 yesterday, but it was windy. But <coughs> that sounds more like a social out. commentary than anything. Right. The dying vibes of winter. You going to have a hate line called the dying vibes of winter? You should. Yeah, big time. Oh, fucking, of course. Just super morose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hates crossover promotion with My Chemical Romance. It's all would be great. A lot of eyeliner. I'm into it. Because we're all here, I do need to point out your customer service is fucking amazing. Thank you. Uh, they had sent me the wrong colored flannel after I had to reorder because I'm fatter than I thought I would be. Uh, it's a size up on there, Maddie. I know, and I was like, they don't you be just didn't okay. trust you. Like, I'll be fine. Yeah. So then I had to reorder one size larger, and then they sent me the wrong one. They sent me the right color, like, within a day. Yeah. So. Yeah, we know. We're gonna fuck stuff up. Which totally everyone does. You know, it's not there's, there's a failure everyone. rate at some point, right? Just and we have enough orders, and if it's one percent, 
of every hundred orders gets fucked up, then I mean, like, eh. the but best how we can you handle do it, it is how you get repeat business. That's exactly right. I mean, also since this is going out tonight, maybe we should talk about your drop tomorrow. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the old four twenty drop. We do have a four twenty drop over at um, thehate.com. Um, I've got handful of items i've got a uh, locked and loaded uh long sleeve like a brick colored long sleeve tee a green tee um a women's crop sweater really cozy out there for all the ladies i imagine are listening to a podcast of terror if i had to guess the big female audience we got <laughs> three of them maybe <laughs> yeah perfect yeah. Uh, uh another women's crop tank and um we also did a custom like one hitter which is a, it's like a machined aluminum. It's gold. It's got a built-in grinder to it, and the top's held on with a magnet. It is lovely. Ooh, no. Does a great job. If only I could get some marijuana. Well, just go with CBD. Same. Oh, yeah, that. I forgot about that. That's legal now. We'll go with that. Ron. I also recently started trying a new CBD, uh, RDSP Farms. Are they going to actually called? start sponsoring stuff? Uh, maybe. And... They send just flour go to, of uh, a bunch of different strains. Go to your uh, right. I cropped your video so that you fit too far. There you go. Yep. So they sent me a handful of different strains, and uh, it's been nice. It's been nice, like, rolling a joint with that. And, dude, honestly, that verse THC, I mean, we're talking about – a little bit of apples to oranges here. Yeah. But, dude, they're killer for, for everything that I want to get from CBD with some pain relief or anxiety or any of that. It's awesome. So being able to use that in the one-hitter school, but also I like weed. Well, <clears throat> my thing with all – like I've, I have some pre-rolled CBD joints that I need to yep. actually like go smoke outside. They're not Lowell Herb, unfortunately. They're from a local sure. place. But – um, my like the concept of purchasing CBD flour to grind it and smoke it just seems like weird. It is right because it seems like a thing I would do the other. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, for for taking something that's you know going to work on the same level that I think good CBD flour does with <clears throat> whether that's anxiety or um, you know better sleep. Uh, reduce inflammation, all those type of things. Um, I mean, you're talking about taking an aspirin. You're talking about taking something for sleep, you know, whether that's people use Benadryl or they're going to use NyQuil or any of this almost every day or even Ambien. Right. Right. I'd way rather the idea of having a plant, an untouched plant that I can digest, Mm -hmm. seems better to me than a bunch of bullshit medicine. I mean, all those things work, right? But save them for when you really fucking need those things. Right. Otherwise, you've built some immunity and you're taking an Ambien every night. Right, but and everyone like knows the most fun stuff. about Ambien is taking them and not going to sleep. I've never taken Ambien, but I really want to. Like the Ambien jerk off <laughs> party, but um, I also have heard of the Your shit. That, name. <laughs> I've also heard of the shit that people have done, like take an Ambien and then drive a car and stuff, and that's a little. Take Ambien and become a racist. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need Ambien to be a racist. That's true. It just helps. Yeah. <laughs> you can blame it on Ambien if you're... Dude, when, when Rosie racist. O'Donnell... Not Rosie O'Donnell. When Rose Barr got in trouble for that. I mean, whatever. 
do you think that she I do love that, as an excuse to that after she system? called out and said it was Ambien, blah, 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 and she you know wasn't at the wheel, yeah. Ambien responded to her tweet and said, sorry, racism's not one of our side effects. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I almost feel Dude, like... Dude, whoever at fucking Ambien wrote that deserves a medal. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like she did something stupid and was like, well, I take Ambien, so here's my scapegoat. Maybe she wasn't fucking awake. I don't know. I'm, I, I, let's just say I'm not calling her a liar. No, but I also don't like her enough to, like, say she's potentially telling the truth. I'm, I'm fucking indifferent about her. I don't, I don't give a shit about Roseanne Barr. Her voice makes me want to kill a child. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, okay. All right, I just want to make sure. Um, but... Yeah, it's fucking. Ambien's a weird one, dude. Like I know, uh, I mean, who, who, Kevin, Kevin James has a story apparently, like where he went to the store and like bought a bunch of cooking supplies and like came home and started to prepare a, like roast a turkey. Yeah, <clears> and then that, like woke up and was like, "Someone broke in our house. The kitchen's a disaster." And it seems like they started baking a turkey. In yeah, our kitchen. That's, that's fucked up. That's like the turkey dude, bandits. Terrifying. Yeah, that's messed up. It's that's... super scary, the idea that you got in a car, went to the store, made a purchase, mm-hmm. and you weren't, like, the lights weren't on. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. that's the thing, is the amount of stuff that, without doing that, that I still find I just unconsciously will do, or will I will slip out of the moment and suddenly realize, oh, what the fuck did just happen? Where am I? How does it, when when you're driving and you just have no clue? Oh how yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. where you are. I'm just definitely tuned out. Uh, I wound up driving to a job that I hadn't worked at in about five or six years. One time, went completely in the wrong direction from my house that I didn't live at when I worked at that job. So there was no like, just auto like. I'm just going to do what I do all the time. No, it was yeah, like weird. I w- had to go in a completely different direction to get to a job that I hadn't worked at for years and then realize as I was pulling up to it, I'm like, I don't work here. I'm not dressed for this place. What's going on? Yeah. No, super, super gnarly. This is really the only major bullshit scene of the whole film. What the, the fucking car? Is the idea that he and this London black cab taxi from Fake Taxi UK... Uh, I I watch their films on Pornhub. <laughs> like, he didn't he didn't drive this up a pile of rubble onto the top of cars and then drive on top of cars successfully. Right. Out of that situation, like it would have high centered on something. Oh, for like there's sure. zero chance. Right. Like, I'm not sure you could do it if you set it up evil Knievel wise, like the base kit, best case scenario of how these cars got piled into, you know, this, <laughs> this tunnel. Yeah. It feels like a sort of tacked on scene. Like we need something to ramp tension here. It's so scary though, dude. The idea yeah. of being trapped in that and then like change this flat tire. Uh you also can't get any real concept of how far they are from them. No, that's the other part. It's definitely it's a very Monty Python, like running over the hill bit. <laughs> We're uh, Bonnie and I. We so said we've been just binge watching series 
through through quarantine here every night. And um, we're we're I think we're at the last episode tonight of Breaking Bad. Ooh, is this your we first time rewatched? Uh, no, no, I've seen it. Okay. Um, it's different watching it now. Um, I mean, the first seasons look so much like standard TV. Mm-hmm. Like they look like a set. It looks it looks like they're filming a TV show, right? Like just the way it's shot. And then it transforms like in season four to where it starts actually looking like a movie. It's just, I don't know if camera technology changes that much over through that course of time to getting to 4k or whatever it is, but it's just a better looking show by the end. Um, and the transformation of Walter White is incredible, but he is a piece of shit. Oh God. (laughs) And I've heard, he is a hundred percent the worst character in the show. Yeah, and I've heard rewatching it once you know how it ends makes it so much different to watch it at the start. Are you watching Better Call Saul? That's what we're diving into next, okay. which I'm super pumped on. I, I watched the first season. Okay. And I didn't get out of it for any reason. I just didn't yeah. keep watching it. We uh, so we started Game of Thrones. We're five episodes in and i'm like i don't fucking know what's happening oh yeah that'll happen for a while yep also it's it's really tough in the first couple seasons to get an idea of geography and Mm -hmm. that's the thing like i don't know if it doesn't get me after one season i don't know if i can continue well breaking bad's that way like the first two seasons of breaking bad are slow and and the geography thing about Game of Thrones is it only gets easier in seasons later on because they stop giving a shit about how long it takes to travel from. They place just to don't place. fucking care. Yeah, it was just also, like somebody discovered a magical teleporter to get me to <laughs> this place. It took six months earlier in the show to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other issue I have with that, right? Like, and especially that last season with Khaleesi. Yeah, or or even the Red Keep, and the Red Keep makes a hair more sense because they're not on the move. Mm-hmm. What fucking seamstresses are working <laughs> so, to make these okay. dresses? Okay, so when you and, and this all movie. of this shit, like like that final scene where so, Khaleesi does the big Hitler speech. All right, you brought this up and, and cast and like beard. black flags and all this. Like, who the fuck sewed all this? God damn it! <laughs> so you brought this up in Cast and the Furious, and I and and I think it was Beat or someone else mentioned that in the books. This is all explained. Come on. I, yeah. I, I'm waiting for Beat to kind of correct me, but I'm fairly I mean, they sorry. don't even know what the location of where that speech was going to be given. So if someone showed up and was like, four flags, for sure. She, she got a lot of slaves working for her by that point, though. Right. Like, but like, is she like, slaves, I'm going to need but... you guys to carry textiles. Right. Like, your wagon has textiles to make my fucking dresses? Yeah. And like, got to look good, though. Sequins and bedazzled bullshit and like all this other stuff. Like... <laughs> What the fuck? Like someone, how many people in that group or or is that their gig? Because she's got incredible dresses that fit perfect. And the amount of boobs that I've seen in five episodes of that show is pretty (laughs) top notch. It is pretty good. Also a lot of incest. So I know you're into that. What? (laughs) What the fuck? You know what you always say. I mean, the closer the better. (laughs) They they do some of that in those fake, tax, fake brother. taxi videos. That's right, a lot of stepdad stuff going on in the old pornos nowadays. That is exactly what I search for when I go to Pornhub. Stepdads? Yes. Yeah, step, you're step never going to find your father. Okay, give it up. 
I know my dad. I know my real dad. He's he's cam showing. Got a real thick mustache. Your dad's a cam model. If my dad was a cam model, I would be so fucking pumped. You also know he's definitely just whatever he's doing is for dudes to watch. That's fine. It's not like there's some group of attractive ladies who fucking paying for pornography. He's done very well for himself, and I'm proud of him. I like how that's what silenced everyone. Oh, yeah. Talking about my dad's thick mustache and doing dude-for-dude porno. It's a little weird. Just some dude touching. I mean, you brought it up. It wasn't even me. Hey, man, I, was I, I support the arts. I was wondering, age-wise, if, if, you, if your dad could be the guy who played Evil Ed in Fright Night. I don't know. My dad turned 70 in June. Yeah, maybe. Like, that guy is not young. I really liked when my dad turned 69. Nice. I would have used that number forever. Oh, for sure. I should, Matt, did I send you the the Dog the Bounty Hunter cameo that we got for my dad? Yes. You're very happy with this shitty cameo. He got his age wrong. Of course he did. You get a one. I love just the one take of like, fuck it. Damn it. (laughs) Eh, Fuck it, whatever. Like, I sent over a message that says, uh,. Mike Boudet of Sword and Skills on Cameo now. Oh, he's a. You t- I can't listen to it anymore, dude. I know, dude. and I fucking ruined it for you, and I'm so glad I did. Um, yeah. But yeah, I saw that. I was like, Said he's a scumbag. I can't listen. I've been listening to one called Red Handed. How is that? I've never it's heard of it. Two English broads. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. All the all the like true crime and fuck. It's starting to get a little. It's starting to get a little too much. Like I just want to hear dick and fart jokes at this point. Sorry. No, you probably getting attacked. All right, I don't know where you guys are in the film, but did you see the part where they just went past the uh, the wind turbines? Yes. Yeah. Sure. So there's there right there is your your advertisement of the end of the fucking world, but solar energy and wind energy still working. They still work. They revol- They involve us doing nothing. And we're still arguing about this 20 Dude, years later. At some point with solar, I, it, it really kind of blows my mind that like the day two that solar existed. Yeah. That we have officially, like someone did it, it works, it charges a battery. Why didn't all efforts get turned to like, how do we make this more efficient and affordable? Too far. Fuck. Like, weren't there giant, giant sloths, like swaths of land? Because you can't in Arizona. the sun. Don't own it. Right. God damn it. I know that, you're that, right. That's what it is. You can't own the sun, but you can own lots of land that has dead dinosaur carcass underneath it and milk so that weird. shit forever. Yeah. I, I, so I totally get it. <laughs> I do love that we've, in, in this short amount of time, we've seen a major cutback, like in pollution over cities. Mm-hmm. Like in less than a month, like, hey, oh yeah, we can fix the problems on earth like they're not unfixable look we, we're doing it yeah but we know what the fix is <laughs> I, you know what you know what the real fix, yeah the, the real fix is about 30 percent less people on the planet yep we that's uh, it we were watching no late. one's real happy with that answer but that but it's true yeah i mean historically you either have war or some type of viral infection that kills and thin calls the herd 
I was going to say, and that's why this week's movie is not Schindler's List, because this conversation would be a totally different context if we were talking about yeah, that. You can't be choosy with the colon. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were watching Live PD earlier today. I think and, if you wanted to call a her, like pick pick a pick, pick someone to choose that like they gotta go and not get attacked by it, your best bet is like middle class dads because they they're still allowed to be the butt of jokes like in any oh. infomercial or commercial. It's just like some dingus dad who can't fucking catch a ball or stubs his toe or can't cook with a grill and use tongs this way, so he needs to order some other bullshit at home seen from TV thing. Like that's who you're... <laughs> you, you already mentioned Kevin James. Like every right. character Kevin James has ever played on TV that's is exactly who you should be going for. You are allowed to completely make fun of and treat that guy like an imbecile piece of shit in portrayals, and no one complains. Nope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just uncomfortable I mean, grunts. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, they're probably not really complaining. Life's goddamn pretty sweet for them. For them. Right. Have some tall, cool, crispy boys with the boys. Maybe go hit the golf balls around. Can't go to a golf course anymore. At least here. Who? How are they even keeping alive? Yeah, I've seen more petitions going around to open golf courses than I ever. But thought. see, I find that's a stupid thing. Like, you have distance. Right. You have fucking complete distance at a golf course you 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 do if you do it correctly it's just that people are idiots well like i can go ride my bike with my buddy but you're not an idiot that's also true that's what happened is we had had really simple basic kind of like here's some guidelines just follow these guidelines we're we're gonna be okay we can ride it out we'll we'll be all right and everyone's like fucking guidelines bullshit like i'm gonna go make out and have fucking beach parties anything that describes americans more than the idea of just not being an idiot oh i completely agree with you but not me right (laughs) right uh, they're special i i know some people who a they showed up at our house uninvited which is my number one no-no. What? I moved to the middle of nowhere for a reason. Given circumstances within our family, I was okay with it. But then, like, two days later, they're like, hey, we're going to come over tomorrow. And my wife and I were like, no. Like, there's a reason this shit is happening. Yeah. So we're like, we'll hang out through the internet like everyone else. Time comes to hang out, and they're just like, well, we went to someone else's house for dinner, and we'll just talk cool. to you later. And I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you? And every night they just go to someone's house and I'm like, you are the problem. Yeah. Well, so at this point, I I don't know. At at the point we're at, at, I think the turn that's got to be made is we have to start letting healthy, not at risk people go back to work. Like the people know who are, but that's, we we definitely don't have any way to decipher really who it's going to really fuck up. Yeah, we right. we have better chances, right? You know, it seems like obesity. It seems if you're a smoker, it seems if you're over sixty five, like these are kind of at more at risk than say thirty eight year old me who exercises every day and takes care of my immune system. Woohoo! Working them forever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think that's another change that we ought to see. Yeah, it, it, I I completely agree, and it it should I. It was funny because a few years ago you started to see that pushback uh, when uh, was it Melissa Mayer? Somebody had taken over at Yahoo 
who came from Google and took over Yahoo and that ship just drove right in the ground. <laughs> but one of the things she did is she she pulled back everybody who was used to working from home and said, hey, Oof. you got to start working the offices again because that that intimacy in your day to day is what allows achievements to be happening. I get that, you know, but we were still a little bit some. further back on things like Zoom and and Skype yeah. and, and they weren't quite there yet. We definitely should be at a point of, hey, you know, you can and probably should work from home a lot of the time. If you can achieve it that way, then do it. Because why are well, we spending- I, I think it, it saves money for companies. Yes. Fuck yes. Right. And so like here's here's a perfect example of that, Corey. And this was something I entertained with my brother a lot whenever, you know, I had that gig. Um what percentage cut of your salary would you take to work from home? At least 10, especially if I could start doing things like claiming it on taxes. Oh, of course you can. And and they don't give a shit. It doesn't on, affect their business at all. It only helps you. What I would save on fuel, uh, if I could invest that into having my own uh, energy grid system, like getting solar panels and stuff for my house, being able to just kind of comp all that stuff in, not having to focus on going somewhere else, the extra time that it takes every day, because sure. I drive a 45-minute drive to work, which like is a delightful half. drive. Yep. But sure, still, but it's, it's one more fucking thing. Five days a week. Uh, the anxiety of having to use a shared toilet? Fuck that. Uh, oh, it, that doesn't bother me. No, it bothers I'll me. shit wherever I got to shit, man. I don't care. I mean, look, I think that there are some jobs and people that need to be in an office setting. I yeah. Agree. But I think if there are jobs that don't require that, or require one day a week or something. Fuck all that. That's posturing. Like, look, if we need to have a meeting and get together about a thing because we don't seem to be accomplishing it via video. Well, Matt and I are, are IT, and there is some shit that just really does require a hands-on. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Don't but, get me wrong. Like, no, it does meetings. require a hands-on, not, but like not a meeting. Nope, not a single yeah. meeting has ever required me to see your dumb fucking face in person. <laughs> I've and listened. Shit. I've listened to my wife talk about diaper technology over the internet, and I think those are potentially more important meetings to have in person. There's no reason that you need to hear me tell you why you're a fucking idiot in person instead of over the internet. I have two managers uh, great because I work for I work for a contractor and I work for a major company through that contractor. So I have two different managers. These two managers have been in meeting after meeting after meeting since this whole rollout of, of working from home kicked in. And it's absolutely because they just have to look busy. Of, of course you know, it someone's is, Someone's right? like, we just have to, we have to have a meeting about this, and then we have to follow it up with this other meeting about this, and we have to mm-hmm. have this other fucking meeting about this. It's the same bullshit that every corporation has. It's like somebody has to come up with an idea that fucks shit up just so they can be the one to fix well, it in well, a not new way. That, it justifies their good. position. Exactly. Yep. Right, the justification of your job. I would say like, like, talking with other friends, like based on like kind of what my lifestyle is now that I not only work from home, but I only work for me and where, where the big difference comes in. Cause I get a lot of questions like, well, how do you manage time? Because I'm doing a coffee company, apparel company. I have the podcast Swinging and then I dick right now. Just, yeah. yeah. And so then I have a couple friends that I also, you know, some other companies that I do some collaboration work for stuff like the creative work. Um, the real difference is, is like if you ask most people, like how many real hours of work does it take a week to do your job? And it ain't 40. Right. But that's the right? magic number that we all hit on that said this. Is- of course. Right. Of course. The difference is, is like I, I don't ever have to do busy work. 
So instead of there ever being a time that I have to like send an email or file a report or document a thing happened or look for this to get in touch with these people, all these little time sucks along the way. Like I don't have any. And that allows me to just pour in like time that actually accomplishes the job. Yeah. And then I have time to do that for a second job mm-hmm. because I, there isn't any busy bullshit wasted time. I also think that 40 hours a week is an arbitrary number. Yes. If you're, if you're accomplishing the job that you're employed for, it shouldn't matter if it takes 10 or if it takes 60. Well, right. the, I, the 40 hours a week isn't about what you're supposed to work to be efficient at doing something. The 40 hours a week was the maximum that you're supposed to do something before they start to compensate you beyond it. Right. But everyone Which, just assumed, well, if it's 40 hours a week, then we work everybody to that 40 so that we don't have to pay yeah, them that's anymore, the but we don't work them any less. Right. Which yeah. now that 40 has turned into 45 or 50, and there's, yep. it's just uh, fucking whatever. Well, uh, like America also very, very much likes the feeling of martyrdom that comes from continuing at a job that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Well, and that. You know, like there's some bit of pride in it of like, I went to the same place for 35 years and I blah, 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 blah. Like, man, it's a choice. It, it is, but I think we're also getting to a point now where that choice is less of, it seems less forced. Uh, hmm. Well, there's a lot of other avenues to make a living now. Now, which which maybe those those currently those always existed before, but now no, they didn't. Um, Nothing I do exists twenty five years ago. Fair enough, and, and that was kind of the thought. I was like, was but was there different ways to make money then that could have been equated to how you make money now? Does that make sense? Selling weed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you could do to make my level of income that wouldn't have been the same corporate. And and I completely agree. You know, in in a creative way, like there was no creative jobs that do what I do. The gig economy was almost always the jobs that were made illegal. Yeah, your your sex work, your 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 drug sales, those things were the gig economy for a long time. Yep, that was your that was your hustle. You know. Doing card tricks on the on the road, husking, right, 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 three card monte or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. So, so B makes a really good point: is not everyone can be a creative. No, of course not. That's a very good point because no matter if everyone could do it, everyone would would do it. Also, not everybody wants to though. That's also true. There are some people like what you were saying earlier. You don't want to be in that that fixed day of like my day is. It's mm-hmm. broken up in these sections, and I do this at this point. I kind of crave that. In uh, some of ways. course, yeah, I, yeah, I'm very aware that this is what I need, and right. I'm very fortunate that I can even play into what I know that I need. But I also am very aware that there's people that have a nine to five job with routine that are very happy. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't equate one to the other. I just know what wouldn't work for me. But how many of those right. jobs are falsely created? How many of them are just there because we have to have these jobs and we have to keep employing people and we get write-offs of a certain level and we have enough employees and we go up and everything. And then they're just, but they're also the ones that can be instantly eliminated when times get shit. Right. There's a ton of redundancy. This is also one of the most bummer fucking moments in the whole movie. 
Mad Eye Mooney. Okay, so I don't know if either of you have ever watched or or read the Harry Potter stuff. That guy is Mad Eye Mooney. I know. And this is a moment where I'm just like, I wonder if they just said, hey, let's get the guy who got the drop of blood in his eye and went fucking crazy to play the Mad Eye Mooney character in Harry Potter after this. Jesus, dude. But it is fucked up. It is fucked up because you have that. It's so He didn't fast. do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Well, he got well, a little emotional. He tried to scare off a bird. Right. Like the from, fucking consequence for scare off a bird there was a little high. But but it was that, that moment of he walked away from everybody because he was pissed off and he was blowing off steam. Yep. And he wasn't thinking it through. But it's for the, his daughter to see this moment of, my dad just basically told me that he's infected and she gets and about 30 dead. seconds to deal with it. Yep. Yeah. Like you guys were all talking about your CBD stuff and anti-anxiety things. I don't do any of that stuff. You probably I should. probably should. Yeah. I just yeah. never have. You should so absolutely it's, it's, try. It's a habit at this point. Um, but that is that moment of like, shit. Like <clears throat> she starts going like, give me that value. <clears throat> give me that, that stuff that's going to make me not care. Yep. Yeah, that that sounds pretty good sometimes. It's not, of course it, it does. And that's that's care. where people get... I don't want to say it, it doesn't make you not care, but it... Which doesn't? Uh, see, I don't think CBD volume? makes you not care. Val- no, the volume, oh, though. We're talking about volume. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. Volume yeah, because it definitely makes you not give a shit. Yeah. No, I've, I've taken volume before, and it, it didn't make me not care, which actually made me pissed off. <laughs> it made oh, me angry. Man. So... Going into the hospital for surgeries, they uh, they use a Versed, mm-hmm. and it, of all the drugs I'm familiar with and comfortable with, and you know have dealt with through whatever, that's the only one that like I've so far I'm aware that I don't need access to it. I'd be in trouble. So it's, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I think that almost makes you like a more responsible human being when you can understand when something is a little more than what you need. And yeah, I don't need that because, right, right. man, the the pink cloud that you move into, like when that shit washes over, is so good. And that's like my me and Vicodin. <clears throat> I fucking love Vicodin, but I also understand that I don't need it. Of course. I don't need it. Yeah, you're supposed to love Vicodin. Yes. Um, so that's I mean, something I steer clear of. One of those, uh, one of those things that I think about with, you know, with a lot of people, and and kind of especially when it comes to you know talking about drugs or anything like that, like it's always worth remembering that like no one went for their. Uh, their second dose of heroin or cocaine or meth because the first time was a bad time. Right. Right. I, I, I've never had to take Vicodin, but my, my uh, dad was addicted to painkillers because of uh, back issues and cancers and a bunch of other stuff. And he, I, I took him to a new doctor when they moved to the area and we were trying to work out how he was going to get prescriptions and he wanted to work his way off of this stuff but it's so fucking hard and the doctor was just they had just changed the laws and everything so the doctor's like yeah we're not giving you any of that and he's like well i can't just stop so for me my understanding of vicodin 
and things like it is it's not that it makes you feel good it's how terrible it makes you feel when you're not taking it so so it with pain meds right so you've got pain meds that that change your sensation of pain so like anti-inflammatory stuff like that so they're attacking and dealing with pain at the cause of pain to reduce inflammation which is why you're having pain yeah um whereas vicodin hits your like uh, opioid receptors and it makes you not feel pain here it doesn't make this not hurt you just don't you don't get the reading anymore. Yeah. This thing's still fucked up. Whereas like anti-inflammatories reduce pain because they're actually helping the thing. The source. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then of course, you know, you build such a gnarly mm-hmm. immunity, you know, yeah. tolerance to, to Vicodin or, or opiates in general. And that's a bad time. Not a cool, not a cool thing, man. No. no. Yeah, my wife, uh, yeah. my wife recently got diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which <sighs> is sort of a catch-all. In in a, we don't know exactly what it is, but we can tell something's fucked up. And, yeah. and there's, she might have uh, that that sort of arthritis where it's like your nerve endings are just constantly like firing. You feel itchy, you feel burning, you feel all this stuff, and you there's no way to really just get around it, and, and you just have to fight your way through and eventually it becomes harder and harder to do that. Right. I, man, I would, I would try some really heavy dose CBD stuff. Yeah. And I, I think that she, she's not like me. She's, she's definitely tried weed and things, but I don't know that we found a CBD thing that's going to be right for her yet. I, I would try smoking it. Yeah. Which is what she, man, I, I really do think it works. It works better. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I, that's, that's the thing too, is just because I'm a, I've got my head trips about things. I don't put that on her and I would never put that on like you guys or anybody else. I I'm for the stuff. I just, for some reason have not done it. Well, right on. I mean, that's, that's choice. Everyone's got right. Like I, I like these things and I think that they're, I I wish that they would just get looked at as a viable tool the same way prescription drugs have. Yes. I will. I, I will tell you this. Um, whether I drink or I don't drink, I have problems sleeping. If I try to sleep without any sort of THC, I, I know for a fact I don't sleep as well as if I just take THC before I go to sleep. And that's tracked by my Apple Watch. Right. So it's like I so, know for a fact I sleep more through the night and better if I have THC in me when I sleep. Yeah, I think that's that's one of those things. I think I think for a fully healthy person who sleeps consistently, I think THC lowers the quality of sleep that you have. Right. Um, but uh, you know, I got told this a lot as I was looking through a bunch of different things, and I was like, sure, but I sleep better on a bunch of THC than I do fucking being in pain. Because the THC knocks down either the pain or my give a fuck about it enough that I can be comfortable to fall asleep. Right. Which is why I like having an edible. I'll take a pretty good sized edible before I go to bed because I treat it like a time release. <laughs> it's like there's, there's nothing different than 
being in bed when it hits you and like that warmth with your eyes closed and just being like, fuck yeah. 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 And for me, there was definitely a period of time through, through all of it, that opium or opiates, uh, not just opium, them not really partying, um, Uh that like they would, they would downregulate me and put me to sleep. And then where I'm at now, and like the occasionally time that I need to take one if my shit's just really flared up. And I mean, yeah. fuck, man, maybe maybe once a quarter I need one at this point. You know, which is a giant difference than probably eating 10 a day. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, they don't put me to sleep or downregulate me at all anymore. Yeah. I'm just high, which feels good. It, it it will accomplish the job I'm hoping it accomplishes, but I won't sleep. <clears throat> and and that's the problem. I think sometimes you want to take the stuff to get the side effects, being you know tired or helping you sleep. Uh, but the the main focus is just to fucking rock you. Yeah. I also the that's also the problem too is like I I like all the side effects that I get from smoking marijuana. Yeah. Like I I. I like the anti-inflammation. I like that I sleep better. I like all those type of things, but I also really like being stoned. Oh, dude, it's the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't have. I'm not just gonna sit here and pretend that it's. I'm using it for fucking strictly medicinal purposes. I like being fucking cooked. Yeah, and I think Uh, that's that's my one of my hangups is I don't think I would like that feeling because I've never liked the feeling of being drunk. I've enjoyed it in the totally different. Yeah, Yeah, but I just it's the lack of control. Oh, you're that, so. I don't. I don't experience that with pot at all. Alcohol, one hundred percent. Yeah, alcohol has really so, fucked me up. Alcohol. I, I heard it described by a friend, and I really liked it. Is that it's on the scale of drugs from, let's say, psychedelic to non psychedelic. Um, like cocaine and alcohol are about as far away as you can possibly get from. <clears throat> like a psychedelic type thing or something that you can use to kind of have a trip with. Whereas weed gets a little bit further there and, you know, edible marijuana is even more psychoactive in the system uh, because of the way the liver processes it. And so, you know, the problem with the ones like alcohol and cocaine, man, is it just kind of gets louder on the parts of your ego and personality that, I, at least for me, I don't particularly care for that much. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to, to be in a group and be like, Oh, this booze is makes me want to talk more and makes me louder and slightly more aggressive. Like it's a fucking terrible combination for me. <laughs> um, and cocaine's worse. Whereas I'd way rather smoke pot and get slightly more paranoia about the bullshit coming out of my mouth and just maybe be a hair more quiet. You know, no one's ever pulled their shirt off at a bar to get in a fight because they were so high. <laughs> no. And I, and again, it's it's not. I don't have a hang up with people doing pot. It, it's the hang ups are yeah. always me or how I'm going to react. And the fact that I'm I'm 48 and I haven't done it yet just makes me feel like, well, maybe this is just who I am. This is this that's is where a terrible I'm at. reason to not do. I stuff. know, but that yeah. that that's who I am, though. No, it's I understand that, because, right? Like I didn't lose my virginity until I was 25. Because I just kept saying, nah, you know, I just, I just waited, just kept waiting. Same. Okay. And, it, and it, yeah. it wasn't, 
it wasn't like it was some great thing that I waited because there was definitely a point where I was 25 and I'm doing this. I'm like, this is this is fine. Yeah. Why was I holding back before? I don't pretty cool. know. Yeah, some prime is, banging yeah, years there. Yeah, this I, is I, a, I, I think there was there was a uh, some sort of like push in in the in our early years collectively because two of us are about the same age to 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 lay pipe and it just <laughs> didn't really pan out like my first time was not cool no of course not and she I died was of a heroin 16, overdose like a child yeah it I was, super grosses me out the idea of it yeah when I think back on that night I'm not proud of it. It was very strange. Look, you gotta learn to walk before you run, Mad. Like it's uh, it's a practice makes perfect thing. You're not just gonna come out there like goddamn Johnny Bench and start oh, sucking oh, home no, runs. No, no part of me thought I would just like show up and I'm fucking just swinging mad amounts of dick. It, it was just it, it, even when I think back and I was like, God, just there was nothing about that night that was like good. Like, I don't know, I'm man. My happy. first time was pretty cool. Oh, I don't mind that I did the old tip drills. It's the fact that like the girl I did it with was questionable. The situation I did it with was questionable. Like the you whole... like her gender? No, she. <laughs> I mean, she's she's a corpse now. So, oh, I, yeah. She, all right. She, wow, Matt did it way wrong. She liked a lot of heroin. Oh, gotcha. me. So she's yeah. She. As long as she wasn't a corpse then. No, no, no. She was still alive. She also didn't off herself because of your skills. No, no, no. We're talking like from the time I laid pipe till the point in which she OD'd were like nine years. Mm. She had a child. It was a whole thing. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, Great it, girl. It sucks for her, um, but yeah. I, I remember yeah. after that night, someone I went, I was in high school at the time. I was probably a sophomore, early sophomore, late freshman. Someone was like, dude, you're fucking gross. And I was like, one of us is getting our dick sucked and it's not you. So <laughs> what's up? No one's ever, no one who was currently getting their dick sucked said the, like made fun of anyone. Exactly. <laughs> and that was kind of my thought. You know? I was, I was like, it is oh, only God. the voice of a person not getting, getting hit. Dick sucked, yeah. It was like, <laughs> so dumb, dude. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck, man. Why would you put your dick in her? And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. You ever put your dick in a wet hole? It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's super cool. Yeah. It's not the worst thing. It's not Crazy. the worst thing. No. I don't no, even I've know had way worse experiences. What, what? 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 Way worse experiences. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You ever get? You ever been stuck in a cave? Yeah, I went into a cave once, and a, a man of uh, expansive stature clogged the hole up. Come on. Yeah, I, I was very. There was a human blocking you from leaving a cave. Yeah, he was a. a like a live meat cork? Yeah, it was a friend of my dad's who was a, a hefty boy at the time. He's since lost a lot of weight after a heart attack. But I Not remember... the cave incident. No, no, no. God, we're talking like 20 years in between. He shrugged that one off. Yeah, I remember sitting in the cave. I was. Young. I got stuck in earth. <laughs> I could sit up. That's how young I was. And I just okay. remember uh, the guy being like, hey, guys, I'm really stuck. I'm really wedged in here. <laughs> and just young oh, me being no. like, this ain't so bad. Adult me would be like, we got to fucking get out of here. Yeah. 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 That's how long Whoa. it was is that I did not understand that I was stuck inside of the earth. Aaron was watching right. some movie with somebody stuck in a cave the other day. And I, I, I had to walk away from the room. I, oh, yeah. It was a bunch of miners. It was a movie about a bunch of miners. Oh, the, the Chilean miners. Uh, I don't Unless think it was Chilean. Another miner story. 
but it was it was uh, it was a bunch of people in, in like the south that work were in a coal mine, and it was really fucked up. It was a a very good well acted movie from what I saw of it, but it got to a point where I'm like, I gotta go. Like I can't yeah. be in the room with this anymore. And we had done the descent. I'd said for years before we did the descent, I'm like, I'm gonna have a fuck ton of problems watching this movie when we get the to descent, it. Dude, the descent was fucking gnarly. Oh yeah, yeah it's badass. Um, hard for me to watch because I had a, a fucking attack when I was listening to some friends talking about going splunking and going through caves where you could you were lying on your back trying to get through and you could feel the top portion of the rock against your chest while you're on your back on the bottom portion of the rock trying to get through spaces. I'm like, fuck this out. Got to go. Love hanging out with you. See you in a year. Never talk to me about this again. No. No. Just can't do it. There's a, there's a lot of movies that, like, when the main character gets out of there, like, what's their fucking plan? Right. <laughs> like, a perfect example of that for me is, uh, like, from Dust Till Dawn. Ooh, yeah. yeah. He just throws Juliet Lewis, who's a fucking high school kid, allegedly, uh, like, <laughs> throws her, like, 20 grand, and he's like, good luck. <laughs> like, she's in, she's in Mexico and watched her <laughs> family turn into vampires and get murdered. Like A vampire bordello. It's just, like. Let's give her a little bit more of a foot up, George Clooney. Like, I understand your great line about I'm a piece of shit, but I'm not a fucking piece of shit because you're not going to bang out this little gal. And good. I didn't think you needed to fucking get awarded a medal for that. In the 90s, he did. That's true. (laughs) Basically would have been her fault. Look at her. She she came up to me and tried to get away from the vampires. She wanted it. She took this money and got in my Porsche. What is it what? you'd like me to do? Yeah. I was on ER. Dust of Dawn's fantastic. Two different ERs. It is. It really yeah. is. It's a, it's a great movie. Just want to say, Clooney was on two different shows named ER. This is a great scene where these two are chatting and basically... They're both kind of outskirts of the group, and and one of them is very logical, and he's talking about this return to normalcy. Yeah, and he's like, "What do you mean normal when people aren't here?" Because that's is normal for the timeline of the planet. You know, in a long enough timeline, the survival rate's zero, and like eventually the planet will shake us off and start over. Like we haven't been here that long in the scheme of things. Like. We're not the dumb. The, the dinosaurs were on our planet for 250 million years. Humans have been around like two. Yep. Like we're not even here yet. And like we'll be gone at some point. Earth won't give a shit. We're the spinoff. Yeah, we're, for sure. We're Joey to friends. Like this is this is not the show that anybody even found that interesting. We're just right. kind of fucking here for a while. We're going to get canceled in our second season. Now, I am fascinated to know where we would be as a society at 100 million years, because there's a few things we'd have to, I think, take into account that if we're we are still around in 100 million years, we figured out the climate bit. And we didn't blow each other up. Right. So I'm curious to know what else is going on, like if, if we if we did that. See what we've what? done in two million years and uh, make that a lot worse. Well, I think that there's some some bit of like, if we got that far, it says that we accomplished a few things. The like biggest thing didn't... we have to accomplish is to stop quantifying everything. 
You know, the the 40-hour work week, the eight-hour work day, the race, the religion, the the gender, all that stuff that we have to, like, stop giving a shit about to just be able to be satisfied of, like, I'm I'm just amoeba bumping into amoeba. How do I keep my amoeba shit going on? Right. Yeah. It's... Time, time's a tough one. A lot of the social justicing and, and virtue signaling, stuff like that, a lot of that's such a, to me, I think it's such a good sign because it means we have less real problems. That we, we, we actually are getting to focus on weird existential things that have to do with feelings and emotion more than where does food come from? Right. Yeah. And so... I, I mean, it's annoying, but I mean, good problems to fucking have. Well, that's where we're at right now with this this COVID thing is that the people who are protesting that are going out and and standing in front of places and blocking hospital entrances and shit are doing that because they're so freaked out about the economy. The economy is a construct that doesn't have to exist, but but is. And we put so much fucking emphasis on it for so long. Of course, people are going to freak out. Of course, they're going to run and say, oh, we have to we have to fix this. We have to fix this over people's lives. Well, because it's the, the most important time, like, thing I, in the world, because that's what everybody's told them their entire existence is that. But I, but I also understand survival, right? Oh, like, sure. I mean, it's an easy thing for, for me to say as a guy who doesn't have kids and I have some savings and my business doesn't like I, I didn't get released from a job and take a take a less salary. I made a choice to to get paid less in case this gets wonky. But like, man, I'm I'm not told I can't work. I'm I'm also not a dude who's spent ten years building a restaurant business that you know is. I'm not fucking rich, but like my family's made a good living for, you know, ten years, and and then the next thing you fucking know is like. Like your restaurant business didn't fail because you did something wrong. Like they right. fucking told you you can't work. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Right. And, and 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 I and I do get both sides. I do get the safety concerns, right? But man, when we start fining people for being outside instead of having conversations and we stop like shutting down the national parks or, or campgrounds or a, a, like, I know my brother was saying like boat docks in Houston are closed. Like how much fucking further would you like me to get from someone than on my boat in the water? Like what the fuck are we doing? But I, I think a lot of that is the fact is that people, did, people couldn't take seriously what they should have been doing so that like we couldn't be in a park together because we couldn't stay six feet apart so that they had to shut down the parks and they had to but shut down the But they're also the they're getting fed bullshit information half of the course. time. They're, and you they're, know, you've they're got your totally... Dr. Phil, your Dr. Yep. Drew, your yep. Dr. Oz all yep. saying shit like, "Oh, but it's okay." You know, these one people, of those again, three is actually a doctor. Right, exactly. Yeah. We've right. promoted these people like they're fucking authorities and then we just let them talk bullshit because we paid them like celebrities to do that. Right. And yep. so they say this stuff and then we're surprised like but people are freaking out. That, Me- they think that it's all false because we keep. Meanwhile, one of the places we're going to get the best information quality is going to be from a professional comedian who, instead right. of any of our major news outlets, who could have gotten on the same guy who's an expert on infectious disease and just talk about infectious disease and educate everyone on infectious disease for two hours. 
instead of that, it has to be sound bites and it has to be nothing longer than 10 seconds and basically just people yelling. It's hackers. Like, as of yesterday, I heard we are getting out of shutdown May 1st. And I saw an article that said this may stay going on till 2022. Right. Yep. What the fuck? Why is it that those two things are going to come to me in the same day? And also, what a shame and fucking bullshit system we have. The fact that my stance on COVID is considered right or left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That if I'm pro economy, I'm right wing. Which obviously COVID is part of the Green Party. Of course. <laughs> of course it is. No, it's no, trying it's, to it's, improve the planet. Matt will enjoy this. It's the movie Hackers. Hmm. It's it's the fact that you can't do movies and stories about hackers and TV because it looks boring as shit to watch somebody do it. So you have to dress that shit the fuck up to entertain people yep. to get them to get a little bit of information in there. Yep. Mr. Robot is a fucking amazing show because they taught you how to actually hack while making an entertaining program, but they didn't bullshit any of it. They just did great stuff around the fact that there was actual hacking going on. But more often than not, people don't want the realism. They want the entertainment. And then they'll guess what the realism that they're going to believe is from that by who's the most entertaining to them. Yeah. Which, I mean, which is what we've proven by our president. Yes. I mean, say what you'd like. Pro-Trump, not pro-Trump. We have a reality show TV host as our president. He loves his he still audience. Talks about audience ratings. Loves him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck world are we living in? Like, there wasn't some chemist or <laughs> like like someone really well prepared for that job who's really smart and like knows a lot of stuff. Well, the person going up against him in the next election, it's because of name recognition. It's branding. That's it. Right. Right. Yeah. That all the change the left wants to make, and you provided us a 75-year-old white dude who can't fucking talk. Yep. This is your this is what you're gonna send in there. You're gonna send that to debates against Donald Trump. You're so fucked. That's the reality yeah. we live in now. Well, and, and also the fact that we're talking about it like it's a sporting event is sad. Mm-hmm. Because it is entertainment TV. It it, it's entertaining until it affects our lives for the next four years or the next eight years or the next 12 years. Well, ain't neither side really put up anything I'm very interested in. Oh, sure. I'm no, still I completely slightly agree. rooting for as soon as the really big debates start. Structure fire <laughs> is because I think everyone's basically there, right? Like someone yeah. could be the dude to jam the broom in the door to not let him out of the auditorium. And yeah, just just turn it into a key for Sutherland vehicle. And like, let's make that happen. No, I mean, like, and look, I don't need them to go painfully. I just need them to go. Like, they could, it could be CO two poison. I don't care. They could just all fall asleep. It doesn't yeah, have to be horrible. <laughs> I just prefer they don't have jobs anymore doing any of the things they currently do. It's those motherfuckers that have to get out of jail free cards. You know, you got Boris Johnson over in England who's like, oh, I don't believe in this shit. I'm shaking everybody's hands, and then goes into fucking intensive care for three days and comes out like Jesus. Fuck it. Ugh, I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, weird. it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a weird place out there. It is. It, it, it is. But to, it's to throw still... this slightly back to the movie. Oh, please. Um, eh, is that why we're here? One of the things I like about this film, too, is that it's 
it's paced well. Like they don't mind letting a scene float. Yeah. Yeah. And like just be silent because it's so gnarly. Also, they had a pretty hell of a shot that he blew that chain. That's true. Um, simply because it's on my mind, what is your favorite quarantine snack, Matt? It's been cookies. Uh, what, the, what kind of cookie, though? What's your favorite cookie? So there's two kinds that have been. There's there's the playing the long game, as they would call it, and then there's the immediate gratification cookies. Uh, the ideal cookie is from Fat and Weird. Which I've noticed they ship nationwide, so... That Bruh, might, that I noticed happen. that. You got an email from them. That ain't because you didn't sign up. <laughs> you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> so, I got I ordered a dozen or so fat and weird cookies last Sunday, so they take like a week to show up. I think that's better than if they showed up quickly. Well, except for it's Sunday again, and at 8 p.m., <laughs> I have 12 cookies currently, <laughs> but should I order? Because will I eat 12 before they get here? You know you will. You're, you're fat possible. like the rest of us at heart. Just oh, God, I'm so fat. Yeah, I have such a capacity of fatness. Uh, that's an Amazon auto ship situation. Uh, this and and so guy. so that's what we've done is I'll order cookies from them because we've got friends who run it. They're they're rad and like they're they're killing it. I like that they're from the fitness and strength space, but didn't try to make healthy fitness cookies they just made fucking awesome cookies yeah um and then oh shit their next restock is one is in one hour and 15 minutes yeah, dude and they're gone in 20 minutes like if you don't fucking order today like you ain't getting cookies bro <sighs> all right and so do you guys have insomnia cookies no there's i think there's one in minneapolis but the yeah so you're familiar yeah we've got one of those and they deliver to our house. <laughs> like, and there's an app. Like, it's like two buttons. Just repeat my last order and send it. I don't know what you're complaining about anymore. I'm not. <laughs> what I'm saying is, the first time someone ate a hot, fresh cookie, about six seconds after that, someone should have said, we should figure out how to get these on a delivery project because people will pay for this. <laughs> the, I don't know why we didn't try and deliver more in the first place. That's my question. Well, transportation wasn't great. Uh, in, in the before times, yes. I'm talking in the before times. times. Yeah, I'm talking now. I like this new world. I don't hate it one bit. I, other than like some campsites and shit being closed, it, it hasn't been bad for me. But I also am used to working. Like nothing's really changed for me other than there's less traffic. Yeah, the traffic is nice. The yeah. the gas prices are nice. Man, that's that's another one that's ingrained from working in the oil and gas industry as long as I did. Like uh gas being as low as it is, I'm just like, yikes. Whereas like the whole time I worked in that industry, I just wanted to see it about about three seventy a gallon. That means everybody's making money and everybody is fucking working on projects. They are spending cash. I read something about it's going to affect soda and, and other things, too, because the fact that the way they process gas is they use the, the CO2 or something from it to make soda. And so soda is going to become more scarce. So we're going to use less fossil fuels and we're going to help people uh, cut down their sugar intake. Weird. Yeah, don't do that. Sugar's the greatest. The sugar's it's great. also targeting the baby boomers. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> Unfortunately, in nine months, we're going to have a spike of children in this country. 
Also have a pretty good spike of divorce, I would assume. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they saw that in China. Um, yeah, it's going to happen here, too. Uh, Matt Beat wants to know if we're going to do 28 weeks later also. The only redeeming quality to that entire fucking film. And again, the reason it sucks, the kids caused the problem from not following the fucking rules. <laughs> There's a re-outbreak it, it because like these kids in. don't follow the fucking rules. So I hope they die. I'm not rooting for those kids to successfully make it out of this whatsoever. They're the problem. However, the opening scene of 28 weeks later where he's running from him out of the house is one of the heaviest opening scenes of a movie. Oh, it's, I, I kind of remember. so gnarly. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. It's, that scene alone, I think, is gnarlier than any scene from 28 Days Later. I think I remember the where I where the fast zombies kind of came from. Uh, I I'm not sure why the internet is saying Night of Living Dead, but I think it was the the original one of the Crazies, mm. which I don't know that I've ever seen. I've seen the remake quite a few times because. But me, if we get into that, then we're back to the we're back to the are they zombies thing. I think I right. think that's important, right? That. I think just a very black and white line or are they zombies? I mean, there's zombie style film, which is what this is. This is a right. dealing with the horde. Zombies um, are infected. That, that's yes. the question. But but there is a difference because yep. one is undead. Yep. Right. And so when the dead walks, the earth is a totally different concept than infected. And are they hard to kill? It, it, the, well, the dead thing is it, it's not just. Not just they're coming after you to kill you, but. Are they coming after you? Are they hard to kill? Um, will they spread an infection through you so that you then become part of that horde? Right. That's the kind of stuff that really makes it happen. Well, the, the, right. So the change is you either have like scientific outbreak or you have supernatural. Yeah. And that's the big change in those two genres. Supernatural adds a whole lot of other rules to the table that then you can all of a sudden play with. Like, well, if we're going to have zombies, we may as well have witches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, if the dead can walk the earth, like there's a lot of goddamn rules that are new for us to deal with here. And now, do you find fast zombies scarier than... Yeah, of course. I, of, of course. Yeah, fast I do, zombies but are I don't. awful. Fast zombies are freaky because they, they don't have a reason to slow down. It's, so the only, the only bit with that, so fast zombies to, to walkers... I think walkers are more the point of what zombies are supposed to be. And it was this kind of overarching look at mindless consumerism hmm. that they're literally just trying to consume and move forward and eat the brains of people not like them mm -hmm. to make them more like the horde. No zombie alone is terribly hard to kill one-on-one -on -one in a field. Like you're, you're successful a hundred percent of the time standard zombie. The problem comes with numbers and the problem comes with this never ending wave. Yeah. And that's what, that's what world war Z does very good in the book is it's talking about how many people you're talking about. Like, I mean, it, if, if the U S alone had a major viral outbreak that 90% of Manhattan got infected, 
that number is terrifying. On our map, it's not that big. But if you were to say, oh, 90% of the people in Manhattan got infected and died of a thing. Well, you have how many million bodies to get rid of? Mm-hmm. Right. It's fucking crazy. That's when you just section off Manhattan, where you just like you write it, it off completely. Yeah. Right. And so like if you it's that wave, it's that wave of that 10 million people. I mean, look at a march that has 100,000. Look at like what the marches in Hong Kong look like with that mass of people, right? So it's it's trying to fight that, but 10 times the size. It, it's that endless wave that you'll just never win. They're always going to be more. Because they're relentless. They don't have a reason to They'll stop. never stop. Not until the, they're dead. The one thing about slow zombies compared to fast zombies is fast zombies, it seems... It, it, and we're talking about the rage and stuff. It it seems like you would notice them. They they don't have any concept of hiding what they're doing. They just come at you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, slow they're not sneaking. Slow zombies seem like they just come out of nowhere. Well, it's because they're slow. And because right? they're just, just kind of already there. They're just waiting. They have nothing that's taking nope. up their attention unless, like, all of a sudden you pop up around the corner and they're like, oh, great, something to chew on. Right. Yeah, and I mean, fast zombies make make great for a film, right? Because you're getting a very, very tight shot of a reality. Mm-hmm. Like we're really only dealing with like a dozen people's story, even in 28 Days Later. Yeah. So you don't need a giant horde when the zombies that you do have are just scary. And then you never get to see the mass, but if you have runners... And mass. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as long as they don't all run like Usain Bolt, like <laughs> fucking World War Z. Now, that's where I was going earlier is when you guys were talking about what would you do first if you woke up in that hospital and how would you react to that world? And you were talking about taking drugs and that's not an invalid way to look <laughs> at it at all. I would probably take the drugs because I would have to trade them. I would do like a prison bartering system. I don't plan on taking them immediately. I'm definitely taking them with me. Yeah, but I just, I mean, I would have to, that would be how I survive as long as I'm ever going to, which would not be long. I'm a fat man. I get window going upstairs. I get window going downstairs. (laughs) Fuck it. Uh, It just, like, I know I'm not long for that world, but I would, I would collect everything I could. That's the only thing I can do is try to have my collected mind together. You have to sweet go master blaster. How do Run I how do I now. make the living work with me as opposed to just knocking me out the fucking way? Provide value. Provide value. Provide value. Yep. <laughs> Which I believe is a character on The Walking Dead in the later seasons. But so in, in like another interesting concept of this film is is the fact that it isn't global. Right. Right. You know, and so this pandemic is just But it, they don't just, know that it, until later. Right. But, I mean, that idea of, of course, that we would quarantine off a, a country. Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course we would. Mm-hmm. Of course we would. Like, that's the thing is, I don't know if, if India is going to have the power to say, oh, the United States has got a bunch of infected. Let's, let's quarantine oh, them off. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, like, especially if what we're dealing with is the UK. Right. It's a fucking island. It's mm-hmm. a fucking island. Right. You can, you can definitely control that look what we did to australia right fuck yeah yep 
So I, I, we're getting towards. I would the definitely end of this. get out of London. That would be my first oh, yeah. step. Uh, yeah. Sure. Get to the country. Which it appears they have since done at this point in the movie. Seems they figured that out. Yeah. I just love the flyby this guy's doing. What up, JC? Now, Matt. <laughs> which one? Uh, Stein. Okay. Uh, you famously don't usually get to the end of the film or famously, watch anything past when the credits say, are rolling. Don't watch past the credits. Don't fucking make me. I'm never a past the credits guy. See? Uh, Thank you. So, this has the alternate, one of the alternate endings that plays I, after some of the credits. I've never, Does it? Never know. Yes. What is the alternate ending? Uh, Cillian Murphy does not make it. That's, oh. He gets shot, and they, they spend a long time in the hospital trying to bring him back, and it doesn't pay off. Um, so it's just the two of them after that. They, I don't know if that was the original one or if it was just... The, I guess they had three different endings. They tried to play it in different theaters for a bit, kind of like Yeah, Blue. just test it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I prefer this. It's a, it's a happy ending. It, it may be a little Hollywood... Yeah, but I also I, I don't believe it's unrealistic. Yeah, and if you watch the the other ending, it's just a long time of them trying to revive him and it not happening. Yeah, and it just feels like it's it feels a little overkill. Well, that ending is definitely the realistic version of like we're all gonna die. Yeah, right, and right. he gets shot by Ecclestein in the car. It makes sense that he would have died, but it doesn't make sense yeah, that it would take that long. He didn't. Well. So let's say best case scenario with a gunshot wound like that is it goes straight through it. Right. Now we definitely hit something. Like I I would think, I I just don't know what you would have done to sort out internal bleeding. Like, no, I just don't see how you survive the training for the two of them to go get him to a hospital with infected still around, obviously. Right. And make this happen. It, it it's all pretty glossy. I would I would have a real struggle with that. This ending this ending works for me. I don't have anything part of this that I'm just like, nope. That is totally anti human nature. Yeah. So anti human nature is one of those that'll fucking take me out of a story. Mm-hmm. It's like why I can't fall for too much conspiracy shit. Like like the moon landing, right? Like twenty six thousand people didn't keep a secret. That's the easiest answer for that. Like that, that's not what people do. The head of the CIA couldn't keep it on the download that he was trying to get a blowjob. <laughs> like if anyone's possible of keeping a secret, we think this guy should be it, right? <laughs> if one person can't keep that secret, 26,000 people involved with the space mission didn't weren't like, yep, we're going to take it to the grave. But we're also at a different point now too, where the celebrity aspect of politics makes you want to expose that stuff more. Look how many fucking chances Wiener had. Um, and, and kept coming back and kept coming back. And then it was just finally like, okay, way too fucking far now, buddy. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I threw myself out. I realized this was my mistake. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I do think there was a point in time where to protect the country, people would actually, they believed in that. They believed in the country. They believed in our government. I don't know that we're in that same world now. I don't I don't think we are either. I, I don't believe that we're terribly trusting of our government, nor do I really think we should be. I don't think our government has earned that. Right. 
Well, it certainly lost trust. And and look, a big problem that I have, and I and it's one of those things that I try to be smart enough about that. I don't know that our government's full of shit. I know that both sides that tell me the stories about the government are full of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes the one on the other side actually full of shit, or is it being translated so poorly to me with an agenda yeah. that I've got to deal with it? Yeah, I have a big problem when, with with groups and gatherings. Yeah, Like, Aaron and I had talked about she had said something about she's proud of her heritage. She's got a lot of Irish um, family or history and stuff. But I'm just like, that's great. But you don't know anything about being Irish. <laughs> you know, you, you grew up in America. Your your dad was in the military, moved around all over the States. What does it mean to be Irish? Why is it something to have pride about? Right. Like, what is it, what does it do for you? What did it bring you? It, obviously, characteristics and stuff. Well, it's the same way I would feel about someone who, yeah, who, who feels they're Catholic but doesn't do any of the things. Right. Like, exactly. It's posturing. Yeah. And so anytime you get you get a couple people together, they share ideas, and that's all well and good. Then you get a third person and who shares some of the ideas, but then has like a couple fucked up ideas. And you're like, oh, I don't know about Joey over here. Joey might be a little whack, but but then but he meets up with us on these other things so we can all get in a bar fight on the same side on most conversations. Yep. So, yeah, I'll get Joey's back. And then it just gets broader and broader and then more and more fucked up gets introduced. And you're like, yeah, but these are my people now. So I need to stick it out with my people, even though they got some fucked up shit going on in the midst of it. I, if I don't, then I can't go over to those other people because I've got way too little in common with them. So you and, make exceptions to have a broader gathering of, of your group. Of course. Right? You just keep letting letting the lines on what's the important things stretch and stretch and stretch. And yeah, yeah it's it's very, very... It's very odd, too, that with what the media has done and as much as we and our culture do love the celebrity and love the drama and love the reality show aspect aspect of it, that we do treat the election like a sporting event. Yeah. And because that's true and people feel like it's basically getting to place a bet, there's a lot of people that will bet for who they think will win, not who has what policies. Well, it's hardly even a sporting event as much as it is like The Bachelor. Correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Same idea, right? That like, you know, we're going to place bets on like, I want my team to win. And like, why would you throw a vote at that guy? Like, say, you know, last election, like I voted libertarian. Right. Just because fuck both of these things. And, you know, somebody being like, well, you threw your vote away. No, because I didn't vote for like, no, that's not true. You throw your vote away by voting for something you don't believe in. I also don't think there's a problem with deciding not to vote. Like, I don't have any problem with someone who said none of these options are OK. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to avoid it. I take voting as a very serious responsibility. And yeah. I, I, I did it for a long time without being knowledgeable. And so now my responsibility is brought into yeah, I should probably know what the fuck I'm voting for instead of just hitting D or R on the lines yeah. going across. Of course. But yeah, I do think I, I I do think that it's possible to say, no, my values are not being represented at all. 
Right. You know, just to blankly say, oh, I don't vote, I don't vote, that kind of doesn't sit right with me. But saying, I didn't vote in this because nothing here worked for me. Because nothing works, right? Yeah. Because I, I think that if enough of us said, we didn't vote because all of the choices are dog shit. Right. Like at some point, someone realizes that there's a majority of a public who's choosing not to vote because their choices are dog shit would give us a choice to get behind. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's the same power structures behind it and that oh, fund all this stuff and say, yeah, but we really like our dog shit choices. Oh, and we're going to say the people that, you that we to. need to make new laws to not make this the way it is are the same people currently benefiting from all laws. Yep. Sick. And with that said, like, I don't know what I'd do in that situation. But that's that's everything they've worked their life to get to is that level of weird control and power and like in the driver's seat and play play the politics game of it right like yeah. that just so so odd that's that, how we that's the breakdown of society that we're gonna see coming from this is yep. is and i i see the the memes all over the place of like we realize that the billionaires aren't the essentials it's the it's the front line people and everything i'm like that's great i totally agree with that are you going to remember that in six nine twelve months or whenever we come out of this and it's oh, something yeah. that should be done about it or but is also all the, the money gonna just put us into a deeper poverty except for when you're at that one level where it's like i don't give a shit dude it, for sure right like anyone who says that it's such a short-sighted look at things meanwhile the billionaire you're speaking of let's just say jeff bezos is keeping shit running to the point that all of our stuff is delivered. He's fucking hiring people. He yeah. is spending money. Like, I mean, in the words, words, of, words of Caddyshack, we need ditch diggers too. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I way rather the way things are split that hard workers can benefit or, or this progress or can do this or do that. And we need all sides of that machine. You know, like one of those terrible bits on fucking Rick and Morty is the idea of like the Citadel mm -hmm. and this, the place is only Rick's and like, well, you still need a janitor yep. and you still need, you know, a boss or a president or the council. Well, they're all the same person and have the exact same IQ. And so like what would differentiate? So literally you just have a genius who's doing the worst job ever. For, for a genius. Yeah, because they also have the same ego. Yes. Like, that's more dangerous. Yep. Like, everyone should find the thing that they're good at and, and enjoy. And if you want to, like, both jobs matter, man. Right. I just, the billionaires are an easy target. So, but Beatmaster. that dude started a fucking business in his garage, too. At some point, that was a small business to choose to support. Right. So I'm Pete, not mad at him because he's successful. Beat says that the ditch diggers are people who are actually working in the warehouse. And yeah, it's very true. And like, I've been fortunate enough that I don't really see a ton of change. Like I could work from home before. I'm just now working from home full time and the same with my wife. Yep. So sometimes those... I, I talk to people who can't like a very, very good friend of mine down in Kansas is a bartender at a sports bar in Kansas City. Yeah, service industry is rough. 100% out of work, and he just out had of a work. child. Yeah, dude. So it's fucking really Or, like, my work. mom's a teacher, but at least, you know, unions or whatever, they're a little bit more taken care of. But you know, my brother works in the oil and gas industry, and, like, he's taking a massive pay cut. And yep. Is your mom still working, or is she doing everything online? 
Everything online. Yeah. So, like, there's a benefit to this. Like, she's still working, and I hope she's still getting paid the amount she Yeah, there's a lot of people that can't. Well, and there's the thing about the the Amazon warehouse workers, for instance. Like, one of the things we're seeing is that they're not getting the, the safety things as part of what they need to survive. In, in what's going on with this right yeah. now. Yeah, no, all, all of that. Super but it's pointing sucks, out work right? conditions that were already there. It's pointing out the problems that are inherent yeah. to these big companies because they, they don't have to take care of their workers. And now there's a point of, hey, you not only have to take care of your workers, all eyes are on you because you've got the only jobs that are existing right now. And yep. so it, it does kind of point that as much as those billionaires might be a part of the solution, they're a huge fucking part of the problem. Oh, yeah. And then you get someone like, Andrew Yang, who was up for a president, who's saying, you know, a lot of these jobs don't matter or won't matter soon. And the people still will. So what are we going to do to allow people to survive when there's not the work anymore? And that's that's been something that Bezos has worked towards. That's something that oh, you know, of Uber and Lyft are working towards is well, getting and, rid and of people. I know. And that sucks. But in that if I look at it not emotionally, why why wouldn't you? With as much of a litigious society as we've created, with as much hassle as we've created, and, and, and as much now that it's become, things have to be such eggshells mm-hmm. in the workplace because someone can sue and file and everyone plays into it. Why wouldn't you eliminate that risk from your business? Like you, you did this. Yeah. To, to some extent, right? Like you, you created the problem that you made me who's operating a business who wants to maximize profits. Like that's your fucking job. His, his job isn't to employ 9 million people and fulfill their dream. He started a company that provided a giant service. Everyone uses that our world is far shittier. If Jeff Bezos and Amazon disappear, than one of the people working in the warehouse and that super fucking sucks, but it doesn't make it not true. No, but that's the thing is that what happens to society when there aren't jobs like that anymore? Because we were talking earlier, not everybody can be creative. Or skilled. Right. And that that sucks. I, I don't have that answer since I'm a guy who likes horror films and has a general studies degree from LSU. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the answer to that economic <laughs> question. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Um about like robots. What, I just think all the robots we create, we should definitely make them. You have to plug them in. Well, what what would it look like? Then they right can't now, run too far. What would it look like right now if if they had gotten the jump on the delivery by drones? Like we're, yeah. we're at a point where people are freaking out about the the United States Postal Service just falling apart because of what's going on with with this disease. What if there already was? Oh, drone you mean delivery? you mean of the of the carriers who deliver shit to us? You mean the government funded agency? That's slower than molasses. That <laughs> isn't, you know, most isn't of my stuff from Amazon comes two days or less and comes through USPS. Uh, of course, and they will until Amazon decides to take over that job, which they're already doing. Right. No, absolutely. But I mean, but what what would we be in this situation if all these robots and things were there? So do that they do the job better, be working or the same? Or even less, but just so that people could be home and not have to be doing work for us to still have food delivery, goods delivery to survive this. Like, what would happen if you had a drone dropping off your medicine and stuff? uh, Of course, right? And 
I don't know the answer to that because I mean, look, pe- people need jobs. Mm-hmm. But however, the fuck, I mean, I think it's important to have a skill that's valuable and that's I, really all a job is. But that's, that's what I mean too. Is, is that then a job or is that just a calling? If, if well, there's, we had there the opportunity be, it, to do it, things, it doesn't where, have to be one or the other or mutually exclusive. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a job. And I no, think absolutely not. you should be paid for anything you do that provides a value to someone else. Yeah. Uh, that's it. But if you don't have any discernible skills that provide a value, I don't know what the answer for that is. Mm-hmm. Are we just supposed to, because you were born, like you're entitled to fucking living a comfortable life versus someone else who's not? I don't have that answer. Isn't that called that, communism? It, 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 that's the question is that it gets to be a point of it's not just a matter of like, is this good or bad? It's a matter of, is this inevitable? I, I don't know. You know, I, I know with me in social programs and how I feel is I think I do think it, it is on the government at some level to to be able to take care of the needy. Right. I'm not interested in funding lazy. Right. But right now we're at a point where we, this $1,200 check that came out to help people get through this, which in some places feels like, oh, that's pretty good. And a lot of other places feels like that's not anywhere near what we need to survive. Ain't nobody forced you to live in fucking Venice Beach, California. <laughs> There's that. Uh, but St. Louis is crazy affordable. <laughs> but we are at a point of like to keep the world going. We're having to give people the means to survive because they, they can't work. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a very, very tough situation. Yeah. You know, I, it's a very tough thing. And I mean, I, I it, it ain't like people get created out of mystery. Like if there's not enough jobs and not enough money and not enough things to go around, we're already fighting with not enough space in some ways. It, that's a choice. That not enough space is a fucking choice. Yeah, Just fucking fly look at Montana. Guest. <laughs> right. Right. Let's not pretend that we need to stack people in fucking giant buildings. People choose to live that way. I've driven through Idaho enough times going across the country. Right. We have know. plenty of earth. Yep. Yeah. That's a good point. In our country. So like anyone who's living in cramped conditions, it's a choice. No one has to live in Manhattan. Yep. So you guys want to rate twenty eight days later? Or do you want to <laughs> keep complaining about society? Yes, twenty eight days later. Um, so we're on a we're on a marry fuck kill at this point. Would you marry? Would you fuck? Or would you kill this movie? Marry. Yeah, I, I knew your answer before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty eight days later is on the five movies that come to the island with me. Yeah. Corey, how about you? Uh, I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't watched this since about the time it came out. Uh, I was glad that I enjoyed it as much as I did for it being now a twenty year old movie. And uh, and and not having anything ever to have said bad about it, but just going back into it and going, oh yeah, this is actually really fucking good. Yeah, I'd say marry. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I would also marry this movie. Uh, before we get out of here, Matt, what do you want to push in terms of um so hate habit? Yeah, if you want, you guys uh, can check out the um so podcast. It's everywhere that you would listen to those things. Uh, hate brand goods is my apparel company. Check that out. Head over to uh, thehate.com. Use code um so you can save ten uh, percent. And uh, we just relaunched um, our coffee. So Habit Coffee Company is our uh, coffee company. So if you want to get some cool beans, man, 
Uh, you could head over to Your New Habit and use the same code I'm so to save money on beans. Plus, you can set up a coffee subscription. And it just comes straight to you. You don't even have to go anywhere. We're helping you stay shut in and stay safe. It's, and it's it's really fucking good. I got a bag of the uh, original roast. Actually, Thanks, man. Guatemalan. Yep, we do a Guatemalan, and then we do uh, snake oil as our uh, Ethiopian. Yeah, snake oil. Snake oil. They're both really good. Someone who drinks yep. it. I'm really, really happy with the coffee that we chose and the roast we picked, and getting to do all that was a lot of fun. Yeah, they're both very good. But Corey, how about you? Uh, you know, it's been a while, but I sometimes do a podcast for just one person. That's Levi Kraus. And uh, I might get on that hopefully soon. Otherwise, I'm here. Wow. <laughs> Just fucking wow. Um, yeah, you can hear Matt and I do Cast and the Furious once a month-ish. Yep. Which we should probably talk about another one here in a couple of weeks. Probably, yeah. Uh, outside of that, I'm do Monster Madness, which is basically this show, but a little more professional. <laughs> Quite a bit more. And also, uh, isn't tomorrow Daniel's birthday? It is. Happy birthday, Daniel. Yay. Tomorrow's 420, too. What? Come on. Him and Hitler? Yeah. Uh, Mickey Avalon, the hyper sex drive. I'm familiar. Yeah, he's doing an Instagram live concert tomorrow night. My dick. Uh, My dick. Dude. I knew that. Dude, it's a great song. Okay, Him so, and Dirt Nasty, Simon Rex. Yeah. Well done. So his album, Teardrops on My Tombstone, is... Hands down, one of my favorite rap albums ever. So he, yeah, yeah, wrap your mind around that. So he did a, a drawing on Instagram where if you bought five raffle tickets, you got a personalized autograph teardrops on my tombstones, and a chance for a hand drawn painting. Oh man! I fucking won the painting. Come on! Rock on! It hasn't been mailed to me yet, but yeah, I have a Mickey Avalon hand drawn original Corona skull painting coming in the mail. Killer! I'm so excited! Uh, it's fucking rad. But yeah, maybe we'll get him on uh, Cast and the Furious. Maybe I'll get really drunk tonight and ask him to come on. Nice. I don't feel like he has a whole lot going on. Although he has strippers for his concert tomorrow night. So if you're bored, good work. You'll They're be needed. asleep. You'll be asleep. It's 9 p.m. our time. Oh yeah. Yeah. You'll be, oh yeah. There's no there, chance. So. Uh, but yeah, that's a shameless plug for Mickey Avalon, who doesn't need that from us. Hit us up, Mickey. Yeah, I'll mess seriously. Him he seems like a really nice guy. I'm sure. I wonder if I could actually get in touch with him. Oh, fucking! I'm bet super easily. Worst case, I'll just message him and be like, "I'm friends with this guy." <laughs> I've done that twice. Well, I'm trying to figure out who who I know that could know. That may uh, be a tough. The, the six degrees of Matt Vincent. Yeah, I love. I always love this game. I never win at it, but I love this, this is game. At most, one degree. You got to know someone. My my first call, if I was trying to go that route, would probably be Jason Ellis. All right. Radio show, Hollywood. Uh, his girl used to, I guess, be kind of part of that whole rock scene in Hollywood quite a bit. And I would be shocked if she didn't know him. I wish Instagram was a little easier to creep on who's following who. Mm. Yeah, they don't make that a real sortable. No, and I think that's by design, which is... Yeah, of course. Outside There's of a thing this. you probably shouldn't waste a lot of time doing. No, and I've already given up because I saw one picture of your buddy in a thong. Happens. So I'm just going to put that down. Just some dude butt. 
Boys, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Oh, uh, thank you for showing up. Corey, and, uh, had everybody enjoy the 420 drop at uh, Hate Brain Goods. Yeah, and what is it, Umso, 10%? Yep, Umso saves you money. Do that. So that's going to do it for another episode of the Podcast Terror, and we will talk to you guys next time. Stay scary, everybody. Bye.